0: thousand dollars
4: amazing y'all just made my entire morning keep it up. you guys are
0: awesome man this is the Roz and mocha show podcast
5: you know when you order from Uber or skip at the end they always try and hustle you for more things like I know you want this but maybe you also want this yeah right? yeah, yeah and I say no across the board all the add-ons all them add-ons yeah, and yeah. from not even places that you ordered the food from mm-hmm. so I ordered tacos the other night okay Tacos. Yes. Okay. Then I get the message that pops up that's like, hey, uh, maybe you would like some of these items to Mm. add to your order based on what's popular and available in your area. Let us just provide you with the list of the things other people are getting along with their order. Okay. So, so, no, no, no. (laughs) Again, I ordered tacos. Okay. They sent me the screen. um, They said, popular items. The most commonly ordered items and dishes from this store in your area, mm-hmm. okay, that they would like me to maybe add on with my tacos. Okay. Number one on the list, Clear Blue Pregnancy Test. One packet, eighteen
6: ninety
5: nine. Okay? Yeah. Number two on the list. Man, they know you. Number two on the list, Clear Blue Pregnancy Test. Two packets, $25.99. What? what the hell is going on? The top two things on my list of suggestions of maybe you'd like to order this, a lot of people in your neighborhood do, are both pregnancy tests.
2: I Isn't wonder. It on Uber Eats?
5: It's on Skip, I think.
2: I wonder if this is because uh because I know Skip does this now, on top of food, like restaurants, yeah, they will also go to like shoppers or wherever. Yeah. They get like non-food related items How? for you. So
5: I wonder if but- how many people are ordering pregnancy tests with their food for it to be the number one and number two suggestion? Well, enough that for it shows to be up. number one and number two. But who's doing that? People in your neighborhood. Who <laughs> is ordering a pregnancy? So anyway, so Sorry, I... correct
7: Horny people in I, your neighborhood. I, I had...
5: <laughs> I had no, I had no use for it, so I, I didn't actually order the clear blue, clear blue pregnancy test, either uh-huh. the one packet or the two packet. That's expensive, by the way, twenty five ninety nine. Maybe not when you think about it. Um, but I, so I guess that's the question. Has anybody? And you can text us or call us, whatever. Uh, have you ever said yes, or have you ever gone sort of out of your way to order something either through laziness or just convenience that you feel nobody else on earth has actually ordered? Uh, Damn it, Mori. What have you ordered that you maybe feel shame about spending? The exorbitant amount of money that it costs to have something delivered to your house. Well, let me go through my list. Um, Starbucks from across the street. <laughs> how? Okay. If you left your place, mm-hmm. how long would it take you to walk to that Starbucks?
8: Like two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah.
5: How
2: long? Just it- a, a reminder, too. it Maury and his husband live in a condo, but yes. they live on the third floor of the condo. Right. So it's not like they're living up on like floor twenty-five. No! They got to wait for the elevator. Right.
8: Like- right. Right. Maury. Okay. Two small bone broths. <laughs> okay All Dress Chips and Brio You ordered all dress, a
5: bag of All Dress Chips on Uber How much did that cost you for a bag of All Dress Chips? Oh, like $10 wait,
2: wait Are we talking about Like you ordered it from the store That is attached to your you- building? Or the one across the street from your building?
8: Uh, no, it came from somewhere else. I could have, but because Rabba isn't on Uber Eats, so I had to order it from somewhere else. Yes, but, but why not just go to Rabba? Across because across street, I was watching man. a movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and your movie doesn't have the, the ability to pause?
8: <laughs> I was into the movie. Okay, uh, keep going. Yeah. So one small milk because I was making a coffee. <laughs> okay.
5: Which oh probably cost you goodness. $15. Yeah. yeah.
8: Okay, and a stick of butter.
5: One stick of butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a Jesus, waste, man. Uh, Sham, you order a lot of food.
9: Yeah, but I go and get them because I, I'm I'm really picky about making sure that I'm the one that touches Had, my food first.
5: Have you ever chose? Has anybody ever asked like, or chosen one of those weird add-ons? Like you order tacos and then they say, Hey, maybe you'd I've also like sandpaper. That. I've <laughs> never seen that. That's not on Uber Eats,
2: right? Like home Depot is just in the next plaza yeah, over. Yeah, like I
5: don't, I I don't, I don't get it. Like who's doing this? Uh, Who is? Ordering, you know, pho but also snowshoes, right? Like
1: many people are. Like yeah. it's it's.
5: Do you order a lot, Tipa?
1: Not not a ton, but like the worst add-on I've ever gotten was like I uh, ordered burritos. It was half off, and then when I went to check out, they automatically added a seven-dollar bag of chips Ooh, to the order. That's what. <laughs> see. Yeah, seven dollars for a bag of chips, and I—I I mean, I still went ahead with it because I was lazy. But I was yeah, like, what is the worst add-on." Seven dollars. So, again, a bag of
5: I want to know if anybody has added on anything that is just so far out there that had nothing to do with anything. Again, so I got That's I, I, the wildest I, one I've heard. I, I ordered from Skip. We ordered tacos. And they recommended, hey, popular in your area. A lot of people are getting this. And number one on the list was a clear blue pregnancy test, one packet for uh, $8.99. And then the uh, clear blue pregnancy test, two packets was number two on the list for twenty-five ninety nine. dollars uh, Sorry, $18.99 for one uh, and $25.99 for two. But has anybody said yes? What have you said yes to that is mm. just so different from what you intentionally went on Skip or Uber for in the first place, but then they enticed you with it? Oh, by the way. Uh, number four, number five on the list. Yeah. Toilet paper and Vicks VapoRub. <laughs> 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 tacos toxic, but The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I ordered tacos on Skip the Dishes, and they asked me if I wanted to add on a pregnancy test to my order. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they sent me a note. You know when you order something and then you get that note at the end? Hey, do you want to add on this? But the add-ons that they said, popular items in my area based on people who have ordered similar things. Again, I ordered tacos. And tacos yeah. and number one on their list of popular items was a clear blue pregnancy test, one packet for $18.99. Number two on the list was a clear blue pregnancy test, two packets for $25.99. The number one and number two items for add-ons based on my area on similar orders were pregnancy tests. So have you ever, what is the most wild well, thing you've ever said yes to that's popped up? Or maybe you 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 would think that you're the only one in the world who's ever ordered this. Maybe at a laziness or convenience or embarrassment or whatever it is.
2: Um, go through these texts first before we uh, get to the phones. okay? thanks, because you were mentioning the pregnancy test, right? Yeah. They came up with your tacos. <laughs> this person said, "Pregnancy test makes sense. Picture this: it's nine p.m. Yeah. and you can't get tacos out of your mind, so you decide to order <laughs> Taco Bell. Uh, but you also need, uh, but you need it now, and because oh s, I am pregnant,
5: <laughs> right?" Maybe, Um, yeah. Maybe Maybe it's like, why am I craving this now? Right? Maybe that's what it is with the pregnancy mm -hmm. tests. They know.
2: Someone said, uh, I once bought a burger with a caulking gun. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, my friend orders condoms to her house all the time.
5: Come on. <laughs> look at Deepa's face right now. <laughs> well, why? Deepa, why do you think Deepa? Why?
1: No, I mean, like, why do you do have to do that online? Can't you go to like a Shoppers Drug Mart and just? But
5: what pick if you need up? them now? What if you need them now, Shem?
1: Isn't it faster still to go to the store?
9: I think it's, it has to do with shame. Yeah, that's yeah. why. You, you think that does. you think in 2022 people
5: don't want to pick up condoms in the store? Listen,
9: I'm not saying I got a problem with that. Oh really? <laughs> <Whoa>. One final <laughs>
2: text. Uh, one time, I ordered a plunger because I was too embarrassed to buy it in the store. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> and you just let it... The, the, you, so it sat there for an
2: hour and a half <laughs> while you waited oh for Uber to deliver a plunger. Uh, Vanessa, go ahead. So
4: I actually Uber Eats myself a blanket what? because I was cold. You what? Say again? <laughs> I Uber Eats, like I ordered on Uber Eats a blanket. A blanket. So I was at an Airbnb and they didn't have any blankets other than like the comforter on the bed. And Where were you
2: Airbnb-ing? Like was it in, in a... In a place where they like the area you weren't familiar with?
4: Um, not really. Like I've oh. been in been Toronto. Like I was, I'm familiar oh, with Oh, so you could okay. go to
2: like the Bay or something and go not, buy I, a I, blanket. No, she
4: was cold <laughs> now. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I ordered it from Walmart because I didn't want to leave. So okay.
5: you so, went. So you Uber. You went on Uber Eats, Walmart, and ordered a blanket.
4: Absolutely, and it was. <sighs> Uh, Probably about like $60 <laughs> 60 bucks damn
2: what was <laughs> yeah. the surcharge on that Or that's like including the surcharge
4: So yeah so the blanket itself Was 30 and then
2: the rest <laughs> Oh my gosh You no, double for
5: that blanket hey, Yeah, okay. I, I get that why go out It's only colder outside
4: <laughs> Yeah exactly
6: that's uh, what I'm
2: thinking and From the time Vanessa The time that you ordered the blanket <laughs> when it arrived <laughs> no.
6: blanket. How long was
2: that It was two hours <laughs> two yeah. hours oh my yeah. god yo yeah. you could gonna drove to walmart bought that joint and come right back it doesn't home doesn't matter
5: but or like you could just so sit cold. or you just sit in a warm bath and wait for the doorbell to ring right that is crazy Damn. thank
2: you so much vanessa my love before we get to this next call somebody oh said god. uh um that they ordered Draino.
5: Draino
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i low-key needed it all right it's what's your name
10: Melissa?
2: All right, Melissa, go ahead.
10: Uh, So I, the worst add-ons I got was the number one was condoms. And number two was bananas.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
6: Related.
5: (laughs) Or for practice. (laughs) Right? Or for practice. You don't know. Oh, my God. Thank you so
2: much. Thank you for that. The Roz
0: and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
5: I'm going through this uh, article here. These Italian scientists Uh, put put together an uh, an AI machine, an artificial intelligence program to determine what the factors were if your marriage was in fact doomed. And what I'm guessing, what I'm getting from all of this is, you know, the old adage, happy wife, happy life, Mm -hmm. right? You hear that all the time. Bumper stickers in movies, everything else. Coffee mugs, happy, coffee mugs, happy wife, happy happy life. Yeah. What I get from this is that it's actually happy husband, happy life. Yep. Mama <laughs> <laughs> <Not with> mia. <me. laughs> so they collected data over twelve years on two thousand couples. Out of those two thousand couples, um, nine hundred and fourteen broke up. So forty five percent broke wow. up after after the uh, after the twelve years. And is from
2: the Italian study? Yeah. Okay. So,
5: but it's, it's, they, they were like, they collected like 20,000 pieces of data from these couples over the, over the 12 years. And then they put it into their machine. They started doing algorithms. From all else, their paisans? From all their paisans. And what they, what this comes down to is life satisfaction of both partners. So the key factors on whether a marriage is going to last or not is the women's percentage of housework the life satisfaction of both partners, general marital status, the woman's working hours, the woman's level of openness, and the male's extroversion levels, meaning kind, wanting to do things, sure. all, of, all of this stuff. There's a ton of variables that went along uh, with this when it comes to the relationships. Now, if the man in the relationship is feeling good and is highly satisfied with his life, that increases the female partner's life satisfaction and they fight harder for the relationship. If the man's satisfaction goes down, women tend to dip. Because as we know, the divorce rate in America is at like 46%. Two-thirds of divorces are initiated by women. So it's women who tend to dip out of relationships that they're not getting the satisfaction. And according to this study, it's when dudes are, when their level of grumpiness and checky outedness of a relationship, that's when women tend to bail. Yeah. Right? So it's they're like, it, ciao. So happy husband, happy life is what I think that this comes down
8: to, which I'm is more which sitting is very there nodding weird. his
5: head yes to yeah. everything well, I, that you're no, saying. No, I get
8: it. I get it. When Matthew's happy, the world is a better place. Is that what it is? Yeah.
5: <laughs> uh, Deepa? You're you newly, you're were, newly married.
1: Yeah, you guys were all looking at me when you're like, "Women are the cause of divorce." The no, I didn't. No, no, no. That is uh, not no, what I said no. at that's not all. What he said
5: nobody said women were the cause of I divorce.
1: They the like, initiate. Women, women
5: <laughs> initiate divorce, but that's just factual, though. That women initiate two thirds of divorces, but it's based on all of these variables, though. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess, like, if your husband's happy, it makes sense that your marriage is happy. I'm six months in. I don't have a lot of intel into the situation. <laughs> Nobody's, where... Diva, Diva,
5: Diva. <laughs> Nobody's looking at you like an expert. If we yeah, wanted a relationship at... expert, we'd go to Damn it, Maury.
1: 16 years strong. <laughs> okay,
8: 16 years strong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is strong the right word to describe their relationship, though? I yes. would say that if we
8: can make it through COVID and everything else.
5: We are good. How many days until your (laughs) husband Matthew goes back to work full time? More April (laughs) fourth.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
5: Love is blind, huh?
0: Sure is.
5: Um. So that show on Netflix, which is a bonkers show, if you've never seen Love is Blind, give it a chance. it's where they take uh like 15 men 15 women and they don't see each other but they go on these like sort of speed dates and fall in love where they're in one pod and she's in the other pod and then between them is like a a piece of frosted glass where they can hear each other but they can't see each other and the goal of the show is to fall in love without having seen someone and propose before you actually meet that person and then they get out of the pods and they go on vacation and then maybe get married. And the villain this season was this guy named Shake, this veterinarian named Shake. And although the intent of the show was Love is Blind, he went in there trying to figure out what the women looked like, who was the hottest, and his line was always, so would you say, like, if we were at a music festival do you think I'd be able to put you up on my shoulders if you couldn't see? Right, which Come is just such like is such a terrible line. And then he was saying that he got a bad edit, as all the villains of these shows do. Um, but the, the rest of the cast was saying that, no, he actually got a good edit because the other stuff he said would have destroyed his entire career. Wow. That he was that vile when he was talking to other people. Um, but on the reunion show, Vanessa Lachey, who's one of the hosts of the show, uh, went in on Shake. And here's a little bit of that.
0: I think you were on if I may,
5: yeah, the wrong show.
0: And what I mean by that is there are shows where they're based on their looks and if they have a connection. But Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is you need to open your heart to a bigger picture. Because at the end of the day, what if she's dismangled in an accident? What if she gains weight? What if she loses her hair, her legs, and her arms? Are you not going to love her anymore? I hope to God if I'm dismangled, knock on wood. This man stands by my side, and I know he will, because he loves me for me. So the problem I have, Shake, is that you sat there and berated every single one of these women physically and then went through the process with this beautiful soul over here, She's a all because soul. you wanted someone that you wanted to f***, <laughs> not Whoa. fall in love with. I didn't even do not- that. I didn't even that's do that. That's the point. So if, if you think that's my goal, You just really said wrong. that, babe. No, I didn't. Why don't you 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 twisted that around? I did. It, I'm sorry. I'm you, heated. Let me change the subject. No. Ladies. Whoa, whoa. Oh, it's still subject. on you, babe. It's still on you. <laughs>
5: <Okay>. <laughs> wouldn't let up. Good for wouldn't, you, Vanessa. let, let up. And and so the heat is really on uh, on Shake now. Uh, Deepa, when did when did Shake release the apology video?
1: He released it like two days ago, and this was directed towards the woman he was engaged to, Deep D, who yes. is like an absolute fan favorite from the season, like she's my girl. So I saw the apology, and I was like, eh, I don't really buy this. Because it doesn't seem very sincere.
5: Because the day after the reunion show, he was like, I don't care. I'm just being me. Yeah. I'm speaking my truth. And then he releases uh, an apology video to Deep D, the woman that he did propose to. It all went to hell, uh, but he did propose to her.
11: I wanted
12: to take this opportunity to really just say sorry to a woman that I know I hurt. And I, Deep Deep, I am truly sorry for some of the things that I said, things that honestly just could have been left unsaid or could have been said differently, Uh, things that never should have been on national television. And... During the time that we were filming, you were my best friend, and even though I knew our relationship wasn't going to end in marriage, I didn't want what we had to end, either. I loved every second of it, and I'm so, so sorry that I, I hurt you with my words. That's the last thing I wanted from all of this. I'm sorry, DT. Yo, we Oof. literally
2: just got a text right now. Yeah. 925 In all caps, by the way, everyone. yeah. yeah. I want to fight
5: shakes so much. What a little bitch. Uh, (laughs) Um, So Deepa, you talked to Deep yesterday.
6: Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did.
5: And so um, had she like, how was she with you? Was she sort of still processing all this, do you think? Or is she sort of Zen about the whole thing now?
1: I think she's handling this so well, like with all the drama, she's super calm about it. And the thing is, what I really like about her, is she doesn't attack Shake, even though he was horrible. He's like, she's like my aunt, I feel like I'm with a family member. And she just <laughs> handles the entire situation so well but i think we were actually like one of the first places to talk to her after he issued the apology um so that was that was really cool so
5: this is uh deepa and deep d talking about that uh apology
1: just recently um shake he posted this public apology and i noticed in his caption he said that like i actually reached out to deep d privately so did he actually reach out to you to apologize what did that conversation look like if it actually did happen yeah um I think he did that five minutes before
13: he uh, put that video out um, <laughs> That's so bad. and he literally just like said yeah. the exact same thing he said in the video. Oh, but no. honestly, for me, it just felt so um, inauthentic and not genuine in any way. He genuinely was sorry for what he did or how he treated me or how, you know, how he if if he knew that it hurt me. Right. He would have apologized when the first four episodes had dropped you know? Um, and I, I honestly think that he just did that to save face because he's getting so much hate online and so many people are coming after him. So I really think that, you know, that apology was just too, yeah, I think it's just a little too late and I didn't respond, but like it just was so not authentic and like not personal. And I'm just like, what is this? Like his whole social media is kind of like an oxymoron to me because literally if you look at the the video from the week prior he's saying how he's not sorry and that video is love so yeah. i'm like which is it and you know i'm just not ready to ride this emotional roller coaster that he's on i just need to be stable and protect my energy and i just have no room for him anymore in my life
2: that is uh deep d from <laughs> love is blind season two what a disaster reacting to shake uh, another text real quick shake doesn't deserve deep D. oh snap. no he
0: doesn't the Roz and mocha show podcast
7: podcast
2: Roz and Moka's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give
0: me?
7: Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix?
2: Roz and moki got you. Ashley, hello, welcome to Roz and Moka's Fix My Life. Hi, how
7: are you guys? I'm excited to be here.
2: Ah, well, we're excited to have you. Why are you joining us today? What's going on?
7: Yeah, so my brother and sister-in-law won't let me see my four-month-old nephew.
5: Oh, okay, so you wrote this. Rosamook, fix my life. Um, my brother and sister-in-law had a baby in November. Uh, he was born a preemie, and they were super cautious with COVID and who saw him, etc., which is understandable. However, he's now four months old, and I have yet to see him or meet him. When I asked them if I can meet him, they said no, as I am in public service and am at risk. Uh, but then I saw on Facebook, you creeper, um, her sister <laughs> holding him and her brother posting a story of him, of meeting him as well. Then I found out that our mother was with him two days after returning from vacation in Mexico. I can't be- help but feel that this is a double standard and want some advice on how to navigate this. Yo, how did your mom get to
2: meet the baby before
5: you?
7: It was, it was actually her mom. Oh, it was oh, her mom. 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 Yeah, mom. sorry. Yeah, her sorry. mom came back from Mexico. That's okay, don't worry. Um, so yeah, so my mom has actually met her uh, or met him. Sorry, um, but yeah, no, it was her mom that went to Mexico and then came back, oh, and okay. two days later was with him. So so it's,
5: so it's a lot of it's a lot of the sister in law's family.
7: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, but my that... family's seen him too, but it's just, it's just my mom you. and dad. Oh, okay, yeah, it but just you have to be me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I think in this
2: situation, I. <sighs> It's really it's your brother and, and sister in law's decision, right? I know. And yeah, it hurts. It, part, it really yeah. yeah, it sucks and it hurts. I totally get it.
7: Yeah.
5: Also, also there it's sort of understandable that she would feel more comfortable with her own family. You know,
7: yeah. I guess I have a hard time with that. <laughs> of, of
5: course, because it seems like your brother doesn't have a say. And if she's yeah. allowing her siblings, why isn't your brother sort of pushing just as hard? Because you know, you maybe you know are starting to think that you don't mean as much to him as that her siblings mean to her, and he should be fighting for you. If her brother yeah. and sister get to hold the kid, why can't his? And and all yeah. of this stuff. And and I get it. You feel you feel left out, but you also feel sort of slighted by your brother when mm-hmm. his wife is. You know, it's not like they've made a rule that. Says Says nobody can come over obviously people can but it's it's all her family and not really your his family your family
4: yeah Uh, exactly
2: yeah i don't know if you've suggested this at all ashley but would it make them feel comfortable if you did like one of those rapid tests before seeing the baby if they're just concerned with your line of work and and going over there to, to meet the baby
7: yeah so I have suggested that before so with work we do get rapid tests so I've suggested that like I can take a rapid test um, but <laughs> she doesn't trust the rapid test so mm. that's part of part of but the she issue. But,
5: but but she trusts her what are, what are, what do her brother and sister do
7: um so her sister is a stay-at-home mom but yeah. her kids are in daycare and then her brother I think works uh, I think he works in public service too I don't actually know
5: Listen, I agree that yeah, any parent can do whatever they want with their kid, but she's being irrational.
7: Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a,
5: it's irrational. However, you can't say that to a mom with a 4-month-old.
7: No, for sure, but do you think I could say something to my brother? Of course. Yeah.
5: Of course. And that's his but that's how do that's I that's, frame, that's the, it? That, frame it just like that. Just go, "Hey, listen, you know, uh, I rapid test every day. You know, yeah. you can uh, it, rapid tests are good enough for everybody else." <laughs> I understand that you don't want to take any chances. If you were looking at me right now saying we are taking no chances, I would support you 100%. For sure. But her brother and sister have both met the kid.
2: Yeah. And her mom who just got back from Mexico met the kid. And so <laughs> yeah. so
5: you're just you're just now feeling like it's a little bit personal and you yeah, don't well, and and you don't know, you don't know sort of what to do in this situation. So you need his help.
7: Yeah, I just don't want to call him out. Like, I don't want to call him out and then him be mad. That's the only problem. Well, well why,
5: why? he's not going to be mad. Yeah, the
2: only yeah, way true. you're you're gonna have your make your feelings known is by having a conversation with your bro. Yeah.
5: Yeah, because, okay. because if it wasn't across the board thing, I'd be like, hey, listen, wait it out. But it's not yeah. it's not an across the board thing. It's a you thing. Yeah. It's it's specific, and you can't yeah. help but take that personally because it is personal. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah. But, that makes sense.
5: But but keep in mind, you have no right to this at all. I mean, you're no, just relying. You're just relying on you know family dynamics, uh, yeah. which you know is all you really know. But uh, but I think that you can definitely have this conversation with your brother, and you should have this conversation with your brother.
7: Yeah. No, I can definitely do that and just express how I'm feeling and yeah. see what he says. I and, guess.
5: and realistically, maybe your brother's just tired of fighting with his wife.
7: I I think that's a huge factor. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Um,
2: Just out of curiosity, before we let you go, Ashley, what is your what do your parents think of all this? Like if Um, your parents have met the baby, like have they said anything to your brother?
7: um, They haven't, but they've expressed to me like how unfair they feel it is. But Mm. they also don't think it's their place to tell my brother and sister in law like what to do. So, Right, Mm -hmm, right, right. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I get it. I get it. But you can you can have this conversation with your brother. Okay. Because it, cause it seems do. a little specific.
7: Yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll give him a call and see what he says. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. Okay. Make sure, he's, make sure he's not at home when you talk to him. You want him to be able yeah. to be honest.
7: <laughs> I'll phone him at work. Yeah, phone him at work. Maybe that's not a good idea either, but at least <laughs> he won't be there.
6: Right. Yeah.
7: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, guys. Bye, love. You're love welcome.
2: Show. Thank okay. you. Love you. Right back. Take care. Bras and mochas fix my life
7: on Kiss.
5: you, you got to hear this woman. Um, She posted a video because she pronounces cucumber wrong. Cucumber. Yeah, and I don't like it's. And I had to listen back to it like five or six times to to realize what she was actually saying and why it was wrong. But her explanation seems solid, but she just went through life just saying the word wrong. And you know, because remember that song that came out wasn't it a Jamaican guy or something like that, Cucumba? Oh, yeah.
2: I have right. That. I can play that for you in a second. Okay,
5: because that was wrong, but in the best kind of way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was right and we're all wrong. I don't even know. But look, okay, so listen to this woman, the way she says cucumber. And then I March was three years forth.
4: old when I found out I pronounced the word cucumber. And I think it makes more sense than the way you're supposed to pronounce it, which is cucumber. Because the word has C-U and then C-U. So surely both times you pronounce C-U, it should sound the same. With cucumber, the second C should actually be a K because it's a harder sound. Cucumber, you've got the same cu, cu- sound going on in the word
5: okay you know what i mean cucumber cucumber <laughs> cucumber cucumber, cucumber. You, say the,
2: you say the second cue
5: the cucumber. same way you say the first Q, right hold on
4: i was three years old when i found out i pronounced the word cucumber
5: cucumber, cucumber. but but don't do it with the accent though like because it's not cucumber. about the accent cucumber 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 no, no. Cucumbeer? <laughs> <laughs> Cucumbeer. Hold on.
4: I was three years old Cuc- when I found out I pronounced the word cucumber. Cucumber.
2: Q, Cucumber. Say it like this. Cue? Cue? Cium? Cium? Burr. Burr. Cucumber.
8: That's stupid. Is it though? Yeah. I think that's wrong. I think Moco is right. It's the same way again. Like, Cue, cucumber. But have you never called a cucumber a cuke? Never. You've never? No, no. That's Who the
5: only. That's the, at, only yeah? way, that's the only way. I, that's the
8: only thing I ever refer
5: to them as.
1: I've never heard that before. My nana
8: says that.
2: Does she? A yeah. cuke? Yeah. You gonna add some cukes to this salad? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't like cuke in my no. salad. That's a tasty cuke. You never said that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you've never, cucumber. You've no.
5: never said cuke.
2: Never. Really. Only cucumber.
5: Oh, I've I rarely say cucumber. That is one juicy cuke. Yeah. No. Doesn't that
1: kind of like cuke kind of sounds like pubes? Like, what?
12: that's
5: what. what. No, it doesn't. Cube sounds like pubes. What?
1: I don't know why no, my mind went there, but yes, it does sound like
5: pubes. Pupumber. <laughs> pumber. No, no. Pupumber. Um, hold on, let me
2: find the song. Pupumber. Are...
5: Yeah, so she says it Q cumber right? Cucumber. Um, Q-Q. Like, she wants to say Q-Q. Cucumber.
2: The Jamaican guy. Q. Yeah, That says cucumber differently. Yeah, Cucumba. This is from uh, 2017. Cucumba. Where this made it online and then somebody remixed it and it turned into like a real hype song. Oh, Climax plays it. Yeah. Um, here, I'll play this for you real quick. The
14: cucumber. Or as they call it in Jamaica, Cucumba. Yeah, Cucumba. Cucumba. Cucumba vitamins, minerals, very high number silica, hair and nails get longer other vitamins make your bones them stronger, anti-wrinkle make you look younger, mm-hmm. 95% water, kidney cleanser, great hydrator, detox, fiber, good regulator, your body good things don't be a traitor, get big cucumber cut it in a slice, put it in a jug of water overnight, you know what you get for a fraction of the price, energy drink full of electrolyte, roaring salad is one of the use uh, as a base for your vegetable juice, and. Surprise, put a slice on your eyes, take away the dryness, revitalize. Oh, yes, one thing I have left: cucumber can also help with bad breath. Wash away the bacteria that cause the odor, <laughs> cucumber water instead of soda. A Medical Monday, cucumber. Wow, like so talented, like crazy talented, man. And then, and then somebody remixed it and put a beat behind it. Welcome to Maccabee's Medical Mondays. Welcome to Maccabee's Medical Mondays Welcome to Maccabee's Medical Mondays Today it's all about this, the cucumber Or as they call it in Jamaica Cucumba (laughs) Cucumba Cucumba Yeah Cucumba Vitamins, minerals, very high numbers. <laughs> silica, here and nails get longer. Other vitamins make your bones stronger. Anti wrinkle make you look younger. Wow. Mm, 95% water, kidney cleanser, great hydrator, <laughs> detox fiber, good regulator. Give your body good things, don't be a traitor. Wow. Get big cucumber, cut it in a slice, put it in a jug of water overnight. overnight. You know what you get for a fraction of the price? Energy drink full of electrolytes. in salad is <laughs> one of the uses. As a base for your vegetable Juice. Another surprise, put a slice on your eyes. Take away the dryness, revitalize Oh, oh my God. God. one thing I have left: cucumber. That's like an actual song. I love that. Hey. I love that guy. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. So
5: good. I don't like cucumber though. <laughs> <No>. oh. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Everybody all tired today because of uh, the time change and stuff like that, or is everybody good?
2: Um, I think I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah.
5: more you're not good. Thumbs down for
8: you, buddy. Oh, oh really? my gosh, my I have an internal clock, and <laughs> I was lying in bed all night. <laughs> even yeah. last Did, night. Digital or analog? Analog. Okay. And I was lying in bed because my body's used to getting up at a certain time. Yes. So I got up early. Right. And so what? You're messed up now. I'm like jet lagged Yeah. 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 That's what gets you. You'll be I think fine I'm okay. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm
2: okay now.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm
2: not like any less tired than I normally am. No, I'm always tired. Yeah. I'm just always tired. You know, I never understood that. Like when you would say years ago that at any point of the day, you're always, always tired. Always tired, yeah. So prior to having a child, I would be able to go home after work. Walk the dog for like an hour, right, and then lay on the couch for about an hour and a half, yeah, and take a nice nap, and then be good for the rest of the night, right? Glorious life. Life happens, and things change, and naps disappear, Uh and uh, you know, even like just with the show, it just gets busier. Yeah. And at any point, and any time Jenna asks me, like, because I always say that I'm tired. She's like, like, how tired are you now? And I'm like, I'm. I'm not any more tired, but I'm not any less. I'm just tired. Like at any point in the day, Mm -hmm. if you ask me how tired I am, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to say I'm tired and hungry.
5: I never willingly do anything. Every single thing I do in life, I have to force myself to do. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like everything? I'm not at that point yet. I'm not at that point
8: yet. Everything. Everything
5: Everything I do, I have to force myself to do.
8: Even smile?
5: No, just like with stuff.
2: He doesn't smile. Um, (laughs) Like if,
5: like even, like before I go and do anything, I will weigh whether I actually need to do that thing or not. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't willingly. I've never, I can't remember the last time I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to whatever, and then fill in the blank. Everything I do, I force myself to do. Like the last time you said, I can't wait to do that thing. That's so sad. Uh, Yeah. And maybe, maybe I have. Maybe I have.
2: Maybe I'm just like, I can't wait. Like on Fridays, for example, like, man, I can't wait to finish work. So, like, I can go home and sit on the couch and watch a movie.
5: Yeah, but that's, but that to me, that's doing nothing though. Like I've, I've many times looked forward to doing nothing. Yeah. I've many times looked forward to, or or said, I can't wait to do nothing. Uh
2: But, but what about like if you have like a a meal planned in your mind, right? And you're like, I cannot wait to go home and start cooking this meal.
5: Yeah. Cooking is a different thing for me because cooking is sort of what makes all the tiredness, you know, worth it, right? But like I've never, I've never like we went to see Batman on Friday. Uh-huh. Right? I forced myself to go and see Batman on Friday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like forced myself so to go Catherine
2: see. that had to say to you like let's go see Batman. Of course. Of course, or else you never. Like, I would. I just the, wouldn't the suggest- have gone. The suggestions never come from you. No, huh? I
5: just wouldn't. For I anything? just No, I just wouldn't have gone. It sounds exhausting to me. Going I mean, and going see- and sitting there in the dark for three I hours. See- fall asleep? Right. It Did sounds, you fall asleep? It sounds exhausting. No, I didn't fall asleep. Really? No.
2: Not even for a minute.
5: Not even for a second. You
2: didn't feel like tired? Like where your eyes are half.
5: Oh, it was such a fight. No, I brought a giant sandwich with me that I knew was going to take me at least an hour to eat. Tuna.
2: In the, in, in the theater? Yeah,
5: I did. Yeah, with Dijon mustard on it, too, so it smelled real good. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
0: Podcast.
5: Maury, <laughs> fix your camera. Oh,
2: shoot. I didn't sign into.
8: <laughs> Jesus, man.
5: What are you <laughs> doing? Microsoft Teams here.
8: What are you doing? <laughs> I just turn it on, and it is where fix it is. Fix it. Take a look at
5: it, man.
2: <laughs> If you don't know, Damon Warren and Shem are in a different
8: room from yeah. where Roz and I are. Just fix it all up, man. Like communicate I, through Teams. Your lighting is so terrible. Your camera's all wonky. Lighting's bad no matter where I go. Well, nah, is you that, need to fix your that, Face Sun you so. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Speaking of lighting, I'm watching this trailer for Tokyo Vice. Have you seen this? Uh-uh. Okay, so Tokyo Vice, new HBO Max series. It uh-huh. looks so phenomenal.
2: Really? Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: So it's about uh, it's a true story of an American writer who becomes like super super immersed in the world of Japanese crime and the Yakuza. And he's like the first American writer to work for mm-hmm. a Japanese paper. And then he makes friends with a Japanese cop, a detective, who sort of brings him into that world. Like the show looks phenomenal. An- Max? Anson, uh, Anson, Anson Elgore is the, oh, uh, the, nice. guy who, the guy who stars in it. Oh. Um, and I'm watching the trailer and I can barely see what's going on. It's so dark. Everything that Did I watch now, every it's not about it's not it's not a sight thing. It's everything is so dark. I can barely watch anything. Mm-hmm. If it if it wasn't Batman the other day when I went and saw that, which mm-hmm. is I I watched thirty percent of that movie. It's so dark. I don't know what's going on in that movie. You didn't see the Batman? No, barely saw the Batman. Did I see barely Riddler? see the Batman. Or barely Batwoman? saw the Riddler. Mm. This is so everything is so bloody dark yeah. that I can I I I don't enjoy t- like television and movies anymore. Every, I, and I don't know it's not an old thing.
8: Can you cha- can you raise the brightness? Well no, so I'm reading an article yesterday
5: where they're talking about how everything is super dark and and uh, and, and you know the way that uh movies and television shows like uh, Euphoria they brought into this because that's another show that I had to stop watching because it was too dark. And I don't mean in, like, content. I just mean the show's too dark to watch.
8: Well, because most stuff on that show happens at night.
5: And then so this, uh, this article I'm reading from, they talked to all these cinematographers who work on these shows, yeah. and, and their answer to all of it was it's not too dark. It's intentional. And believe us, the stuff you see is the stuff we want you to see.
2: Okay, that makes sense. No,
5: it doesn't. Sure it does. It doesn't make sense because I don't see anything.
2: It's purpose. It's like on purpose that yeah, everything is yeah. dark.
5: And then they go, the worst thing you can do, the cinematographer that tells a story about going to his parents' house and his parents have the... Uh, uh, the contrast like bumped all the way up on the television because yeah. it's so bright, and he's oh, like, you and he's that. like, I was horrified. I had to go in and like turn it all down again. Yeah, yeah And I'm like, yeah. but you can't watch your show. It's not the intent. It's so bloody dark. Do you remember that game? Of, you didn't watch Game of Thrones. I did not. Game of Thrones was the like the first one to really do this, uh-huh. where they had a they had a full battle scene with like hundreds of actors, and you couldn't see what was going on. The screen was black the whole time, and then all of a sudden you would see like blood squirt by somebody swing a sword.
2: Oh, I heard. Yeah, you couldn't and see then anything. people were complaining I, yeah, about that online, yeah, right? Yeah,
5: you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I. I believe. Yo, that- you know
2: what's so weird is we're talking about like just like stuff on TV and yeah. movies, or whatever, being so dark. Yeah. And as you're telling the story, yeah. like you're constantly rubbing your eyes. I know. I know. Even talking. About I know. My dark- eyes are
5: strained right now. <laughs> I know, but watch the trailer, or maybe somebody else can watch the trailer for Tokyo Vice for me and tell me if it looks like a good show. Because from what I've seen, because it's so dark, it does look like a good show. Tokyo it, Vice. Sa- it sounds like a good show. Okay, but um, but no, it's so it's so bloody dark. You saw Batman yesterday. I did. How was it? Too dark, right? I fell asleep twice. You fell asleep twice. Why? Yeah. Because it's no, I was sleepy. Oh. Um,
2: you went right after work. <laughs> I
5: know. Won't we'll go into a three-hour movie and after waking up. I had a drink up. before. Did you? <laughs> what did you have? And a
2: big plate of pasta. No.
5: What is the yeah. it matter with you?
8: What does it matter
5: with you? It was like
2: 1130 <laughs> in the morning and I'm downing a big Jesus. plate of pasta that had like a, a, a veal and what was it veal and lamb ragu and what Covered you, in cheese what
5: did you have with that what'd you drink oh
2: no no, no i wasn't you didn't you didn't no, have no, a drink no,
5: no, no, no little no. glass of wine no, or anything no, no, like that no, no. no? okay but still
2: it was like the heavy pasta okay so you
5: over. you had a heavy pasta in the morning in uh-huh. the a.m and yeah. then you went you thought going to see a three-hour dark movie was gonna like be fine
2: yeah and well, so, i had a bag of candy too.
5: okay how long how long before you fell asleep the first time
2: like twenty minutes? Twenty minutes.
5: <laughs>
6: yeah.
2: And then at around like an hour or maybe two yeah. hours in, yeah. when, I fell asleep again. When you
5: woke up, did you know what was going on I or had just no give idea. up? I yeah, still, yeah, you I still give don't. up at that point. I still don't. So well, how I much have to, I have to watch it again. So the movie's three hours. How much of it do you think that you miss from being asleep? Like are we talking minutes or are we talking an hour?
2: No, maybe like thirty minutes. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, some yeah. plot holes. Did there. you see the
5: end? Or did you sleep to did you sleep like did you miss the end?
2: The very end? Yeah. Oh yeah! No, no, I saw it right up until the credits.
5: Oh, like okay. Like so, sorry, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> I know
2: how the movie ends. <laughs> okay.
5: Yeah. Okay. You slept for an hour during a three-hour movie. I need to know if you watched again. That's not a dumb question. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, you loved it though, right? No, it was great. Yeah. Okay, from what yeah.
0: I remember. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
2: Podcast. But Thursday, St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Seventeen degrees is what they're calling for.
5: Are people going to go crazy on St. Patrick's Day, you think, this year? They are? Man, I was hoping to go what? for dinner with my mother on Thursday. So why can't I'm you? Because ne- I'm never going to get a table anywhere. Is she Irish? No. I didn't know it was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, no, but she
2: likes eating dinner.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I can't take my mother for dinner, right? Is it just the two of y'all? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We're going to go out. And-
8: we'll just go to a non-Irish place. Yeah. <sighs> I can get you a your table at my favorite Jewish restaurant. Which is what? Oh, United Bakers. They have an amazing... Um, what is that, a deli? Yeah, but they have noodles and I'm cottage gonna take cheese. My mother, I'm
5: not going to take my mother for noodles <laughs> and cottage cheese <laughs> at a, uh, a deli.
8: We're, we're going to go get sandwiches. Like, <laughs> 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 Maybe she likes a good smoked meat. Jeez. Yeah, just take her to a non-Irish um,
5: Yeah. yeah Irish place. Yeah. Restaurant. This is a guy who's never been for dinner with his mother.
8: Um oh. you know what's funny? <laughs> you said that I'm like, oh yeah, that's me.
5: Boom, roasted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know how to do it (laughs) (laughs) I apologize Maury that was really low (laughs) no it was really funny I know I know I know but when I say things I I will listen if there's anything about me you know okay I will say terrible things but I will immediately apologize
6: afterwards
5: (laughs) immediately immediately like I won't wait till later on hey man that thing like I will immediately apologize so yeah so I want to take my mother for dinner on Thursday but it's going to be a mess out there I guess it depends on which neighborhood you go to. Because this is, like, the first real thing in since years. COVID, right? Like, yeah, 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 in two yeah. years mm-hmm. it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. It's like the first. Because now all the
2: big celebra- all the, the, the big celebrations that we normally take part in as groups,
5: yeah. we're allowed to
2: do right. again, right? Oh, and the parade oh, is back say. again. So the, is there,
5: are they doing a parade? They're doing
2: the parade in everything. No, they're yeah. not. Uh-huh. Even in Dublin.
5: Jeez,
2: yeah. man. Everyone's going to be going, like... Listen, you got two years of pent up St. Patrick's Day to celebrate. I know. know. People are gonna go all out on Thursday. Your mother
8: will still be hungry on Friday. No, I can't do it.
5: No, Thursday Thursday's my only day. I'm I'm just just just, so busy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't don't worry about my schedule and what I do with my time. Yes, I am. Thursday's my only day. (laughs) You're busy Saturday. I'm busy Saturday. Yeah. Okay, don't look at me like I got nothing going on. I got stuff going on, man.
2: Oh, you never talk about the stuff going on. Well,
5: dude. that's because I got secrets. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> you know, I'm not like, you know, I know Maury has nothing going on because I just look at it. I, I don't even look at his Twitter. I just go to my inbox because Maury sends me everything that he's doing. Oh. So I know Maury has nothing going on. Boom, <laughs> roasted. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if I'm ever like, hey, what's Mocha up to? I go to your Instagram. I'm like, oh, shoveling in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know you got nothing going on.
2: Boom. Roasted. Uh, but I'm a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
2: podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. My name is uh, Mocha McFrapp. Oh, look at you. Big up to all my Irish peoples out there. Yeah, we the about boss, to do it up big. We're doing it up big. We have two years of celebration inside of us waiting to be released. Yeah, there hasn't been one of these in a while, huh? No, no. Everywhere. Everywhere is celebrating.
5: And what a what a first event to do. I know. After everything. After two years of doing nothing, St. Patrick's Day.
2: And especially on a day like today where we're getting up at like 16, know, 17 degrees.
5: I know. Are you kidding me? The streets yeah. are going to be nuts today. When's the last time you did like a big St. Patrick's Day piss oh. up?
2: I don't know, like, I, was I don't know how many years ago, night. but Jenna and I went to a place. Yeah. Like a, a Irish, like known place. Yeah. And I think we left. I know it was still daytime. Yeah. And it was still afternoon. It wasn't like early evening. Yeah. It was mid afternoon. Yeah. And I was wasted. Yeah. Just on beer. Yeah. Oh, were you doing whiskey too? No, 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 no. Just straight just, up beer. Just beer. Huh? And then uh, whatever you call the one where you toss the shot inside the beer. Irish carbon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a couple of those. Yeah. And um, like 30 seconds after getting into a cab, I had to tell the cab to stop. And I got out and it was on a main street. And I threw up in the doorway <laughs> on the outside of a jewelry shop. <laughs>
5: Did you? Mm-hmm. Good for you. And then
2: I got back in the in the cabin. So
5: so when was that? That couldn't have been that long ago. Like we were doing the show, right? Oh, we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, I've we're not just- I've not been that drunk since since we started doing this show. Oh, really? No. Really? Oh no no oh, no not mo- even close. Multiple times, bro. Not even close. Yeah, have m- I come close to throwing up multiple times doing this show? Uh huh. No. No.
2: I mean I'm not saying that, like I feel like I'm going to go do that today no, no, because of 2 years of celebration could. that's been inside. Yeah, you could not.
5: Right? I I couldn't. I there's there's no there's no way I could. I used to go to a place called McVeigh's on Jarvis. Mm-hmm. That place had carpet. <laughs> Bro, it was like... Yeah, that's got to be an old, <laughs> old spot. Come on, John. They still like, got carpet? Bro, that place was old school. Uh-huh. Like old school. Yeah, that, was, oh, that, that joint was Could you a imagine, lot of Can that you imagine what that carpet smells like?
2: Oh, come on now. I imagine it's not open anymore. Yeah. Uh, I it think is. it is. Or if it is, they must have got rid of that carpet. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. But it was this was in the, oh, my God, probably the 90s when I went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it, Maury. Yes, oh, the last. Fix time. your camera. Fix your camera. Fix your camera, man. Okay, there we go. I want to see that face of yours, that beautiful facie.
8: Oh, that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Facts.
5: <laughs> When's the last time you did? Uh, uh, have you ever done like a super St. Patrick's thing? Day? Like Saint, a super I, drunk I Patrick's
8: Day. I usually go to St. Patrick's Day to uh, pubs. To talk to people for our show, right? But, but you not don't, like with, you
5: don't partake though. With friends no, or like no. just to, to you can't hang out.
8: drink when holding a mic.
5: Yeah, says, I mean, you can. says
8: like every rock star that has ever walked on stage. Uh-huh. Like, right? see, <laughs> you're just not doing it right. <laughs> oh my God, you But I've been drunk, but not on St. Patrick's Day. Right?
5: No, but you have. Have you been thrown up drunk though since we were been on
8: show? Not since. No, 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 no. The last time I got throw up drunk was like 1999. What? Come yeah. on, dog. Where, No, where I then went to work, and they had to call my dad to come pick me up.
5: You some, you went to a job <laughs> like that paid you a full-time salary, and you had benefits, and you were so drunk, your job yeah. had to call your dad? Oh,
8: my God. I fell through God. the glass coffee table in the lobby. They called my dad saying, can you please come get him? Mm-hmm. And the punishment was I had to carry bricks up the hill to my dad's backyard.
2: What was uh, the drink or drinks uh, that made Back you... Back then, brown, up, brown
8: cows. Have, what's a brown cow again? Kahlua and milk. Oh, <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> that's I got Ew. drunk on
2: milk.
5: <laughs>
8: and that's that, what you threw up?
5: Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so gross, dude. I could not imagine work having to call my mom.
6: Yeah.
2: Like,
5: that is, like we'll that is... That is... Has that ever happened to anybody? No. Have you ever known anybody that got in trouble at work
8: and Never. work called their parents? Never. My dad Come was so embarrassed kid. for me. I didn't get fired. But you weren't embarrassed? I was too drunk. No, oh, but even afterwards, God. like just to go back into work like
2: the, the very next day.
5: No, you, you hold your head up high. And did nobody at work, like, nobody volunteered to, like, take you home or make
8: sure you were safe? No, they just, the they guy was straight, on air. They went straight to calling your dad? Yeah, the guy. There was, How did they know your dad's number? I, they got it from my phone because there was no security <laughs> back then. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Was your dad, like, uh, your emergency contact? Poor,
5: your poor father. Geez, I've never heard of that before somebody getting in trouble at work and work calls <laughs> your parents. <laughs> Like that's like, who does that happen to? Man,
2: that was like nobody. That was like the biggest L you could have.
6: (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody!
2: Big celebrations happening. Uh, We're watching all the footage out in Ireland right now. Streets are busy. Yes, and people have. Two years of pent-up celebrations that they need to release today because, obviously, the pandemic had uh, halted all St. Paddy's Day celebrations last year. The streets in Ireland were empty. Today, full. People, drunk already. Already. Uh, David Moore made some calls to, uh, some cold calls to folks in Ireland to Did find you- out how they're celebrating and also tell them some jokes.
5: Did you do it in an Irish accent, more? Oh, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh,
8: okay.
2: You should have just said yes because that just <laughs> gave it <over>.
8: away. <laughs> Presumably, if it was no, you would have said yes. How's it going? Oh, top of the morning to you. <laughs> All right, so how are you celebrating St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> well, I will be going and calling into some lovely pubs in Dublin
4: city centre and around the country and having a few. Irish whiskeys to celebrate
15: and a few beers with a few of my friends.
8: Okay, let's say that we're cheers in for a beverage. Give me a traditional Irish cheer. May the roof above you never
4: fall in and those gathered beneath never fall out. And may your bank account always
15: be bigger than your eyes for a pint. <laughs> oh,
8: dippity, dippity, do. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you.
15: I love it. It sounds exactly what, what leprechauns are like.
8: Of course it is! (laughs) Let me hear your best leprechaun! Uh, Err, arrr, turkey tree and the turd! (laughs) (laughs) What do ghosts drink on St. Patrick's
15: Day? Tell me, what do they drink on St. Patrick's Day?
8: Ooh, booze! (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Dippity-dippity-doo, it's Demet McMorray. How are you? Oh, my God.
4: That's the worst Irish accent I've ever heard in my life. Oh, (laughs) happy St. Paddy's Day. Happy happy St. Patrick's Day from Dublin. Are you Dublin over? I'm Dublin drunk. (laughs) I'm about three pints of Guinness in, so I'm nearly there, nearly there. How are you celebrating today? Drinking pints of Guinness. Um, just getting out and about in Dublin because when it was cancelled, the parade two years ago, remember Covid hit in March. So we haven't had a parade in two years and it literally happened just before. So today we are all going absolutely wild, making the most of it. Can I hear your best leprechaun voice for me? No, us Irish don't do that leprechaun voice rubbish. Yours is terrible. I think you're doing enough for us.
8: <laughs> dippity dippity do! Happy St. Patrick's <laughs> Day to you! It's Demid McMori again. Hello. Hi.
2: What's the crack, Marty? <laughs> for all
8: of Canada, can you help us get in the St. Patrick's Day spirit with a Irish song? Oh, Danny boy, oh, God, the, Danny pipes,
4: boy. the pipes, the <laughs> <Come> pipes are calling. <laughs> From glen to glen And all the rushy pale Maury, come on, you got to help us out here Oh, no
15: Oh, daddy boy. boy Oh, no
6: The
8: pine, The pine, oh, no.
6: From, From glen Dan- to Dan-
4: glen ben- down, down, down the so- <laughs>
8: The <laughs> 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 oh, that was such a treat. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Happy Saint Day. Pa- Happy Saint wow. Day.
2: Happy St. Patrick's wow. Day, everybody.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
2: Damon Warrior had a chance to speak yeah. to Phil Kogan, who is the host of The Amazing Race mm-hmm. and also
5: Tough as Nails. This is where they get, like, regular people to do really tough things, right? Isn't that the deal with this show? Yeah,
2: let me—this is the description for the current season, season four. Yeah, I watched an episode of this last year. Uh, Competitors are tested for their strength, endurance, agility, and mental toughness in challenges that take place at real-world job sites, including Camp Peddleton Marine Corps Base, the U.S. Coast Guard in San Pedro, and a motorsports facility. One by one, the contestants, who include a crop duster— an iron worker, a construction foreman, a carpenter, and a diesel mechanic Jesus. are eliminated until a winner is named. The series proves that toughness comes in all shapes and sizes, and it celebrates Americans mm-hmm. who don't think twice about working long, hard hours and getting their hands dirty Jeez. to keep their country running. Wait. Uh, here's the thing, though. God, it's a tough show.
5: I couldn't do any of that stuff.
2: We got some tough Canadians out there.
16: Yeah.
2: And... Tough as Nails are opening up the casting to Canadians if you want to take part in season 5. Remember when Survivor did that? Yeah. Canadian one. Uh, tough as Nails CBScasting.com if you want to apply for season 5. Sure. Uh this is Damit Mori, with host of the show Phil Kogan.
8: so you finally realized that you need Canadians on your little show and it took this long. Oh,
17: no. oh on the little show wow way to get that in there um I thought it was a big show all right yes of course. I love Canadians um we wanted Canadians we've had Canadians apply since season one we just for one reason or another they they weren't allowed in the beginning Canadians are now allowed. So, yes, very excited about it. Yo, man, the guy gives us time on the show, and you (laughs) automatically
2: start killing him right away.
5: Yeah, I, I'm sort of with, I'm sort of with Maury on this because it's a little bit of a pisser offer when you know for 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 so long these shows they just they, they ban Canadians like we're you know the virus carriers or something yeah, like yeah, this yeah. you know what I mean like the rules are so stupid uh, and yeah so I'm I'm sort of with Maury on this one
8: now okay so are Canadians tougher than Americans should oh. the Americans be scared
17: well you're asking a question that's yet to be answered so once Canadians apply. And once they compete against Americans on Toughest Nails, we will find out who is the toughest of them all. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I I know Canadians and I know some tough Americans and we've already had some very tough uh, Americans compete on the show. I think it's going to be very competitive. I love the rivalry between Canada and the US. I come from New Zealand and we have a similar sort of rivalry with Australia. So, you know, I, I think it's gonna be heated and I think it's gonna be exciting to watch. Yeah, I
2: uh, think something like this when you take Canadians and yeah. mix them in with a bunch of American as toughies.
5: As a nation and as a show, I think that we should have sent a better representative to demonstrate how tough Canadians are than dammit, Maury. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? I am so glad you said that. You know what I mean? Like- I like, more Ma- like Maury's the one right now talking smack about how tough Canadians are. I'm like, well, we, co- like we-, we could have done better than that. No offense, Maury. I am so
2: happy you said that because listen to this. This is David Maury oh. talking to Phil Kogan, the host of Tough as, tough as Nails, where uh, Canadians are now allowed yeah. to uh, to apply. I'm so glad you said that, Roz.
8: I've got to argue the show's title with you. It's called Tough as Nails, but our nails really that tough because whenever i hit a nail in the wall it tends to bend left or right so i don't know if nails are as tough as a thing
17: wow maury you really had to go there okay so are you yeah, wow maury i look if you were tough as nails you wouldn't use a hammer Thank and just you. use your hand and then try driving Thank that you. nail in and then see whether you think a nail is is tough
8: sure i guess or maybe i'm just using the wrong nail i just think there are try tougher- your head try your head it might
17: it might you know Just rearrange things in there and you would never ask a question like that ever again, (laughs) Maury.
8: I just think there's things that are tougher than nails. Okay, name them. Like tough as steel. Okay,
17: Uh, what is a nail made out of? Touché. (laughs) 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 Wow.
8: I've got to say. That just rolls off the
17: tongue. Welcome to tough as steel. Wow. Thank you, Maury, for that. Yeah, (laughs) I'll try the marketing campaign on that one.
2: So this is representing us <laughs> Jesus. to entice, to show Phil Cogan, the host of Tough as Nails, yeah. what Canadians are made of and why we deserve right. to be on the show. Right. Tough as mother's guilt, huh,
5: Moore? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Like, let's call it something that's actually tough.
8: <laughs> if Canadians who are listening to this right now want to sign up for Tough as Nails, give them the sales pitch. Why should we apply?
17: It's extremely important that a Canadian kicks the ass of an American on a network primetime reality competition show, number one. But more than that, it's important that Canadians who are working way up in Saskatchewan, way up in Churchill, in the remote regions of Canada, show the rest of this country and the rest of North America and the world, because this show is broadcast all over the world, just how tough canadians are real people in real life who are real tough it's important that canada represents
8: okay now are you going to eliminate me from this interview
17: i'm very sorry to tell you you have been eliminated from the race. i could have eliminated you so long ago for some of the indignant questions i'm going to talk where are my people i'm going to talk to somebody about you uh you're uncontrollable how have you stayed on the air all these years
8: I don't know. People love it.
17: <laughs> yeah.
8: I can see why. You make people laugh. It's good.
2: Oh, my God. That is amazing. Thank you to uh, Phil oh Kogan for, for giving us time on the show. Um, <laughs> listen, Tough as Nails Season 5. Yeah, Canadians are, are being it. cast right now. Tough as Nails, CBScasting.com. The
0: Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast.
2: I have a Florida man story for you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Florida. Just dropping gems every day. A Florida man was arrested after phoning the police to have some local meth tested for authenticity after he purchased it from a local bar. He called 911 because he was worried he had purchased bath salts and told officers he was, quote, an experienced drug user who knew what it should feel like to smoke meth. So then the cop showed up. And the guy proceeded to say, like, I want this meth tested so that others wouldn't buy fake meth from the individual who sold it to him in you the first can, place. You can
5: say drug dealer. You don't have to be uh, polite about it.
2: <laughs> so he's just looking out for others. Uh, and the police quoted because the police they put this report, this story on their Facebook page, as they always do. Right. Yeah. Uh, a direct quote from the guy is that uh, the reason why, uh, in addition to, is, quote, put the
5: person in trouble, end quote. Put the person in trouble? That sounds <laughs> like somebody's, what, is he smoking meth? Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 and then the cops were like, well, who is this person? And the guy obviously was like, well, I don't know. I can't remember.
5: Uh, yeah, man.
2: Right? I don't know his name. I don't have his contact info. Um, so then the cops tested in front of him, tested the, the drugs. Yeah. And it was meth. It was meth. It oh, was, the whole time. It was 100% pure meth. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And then, of course, he was, like, charged for possession. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. Arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: But what about the guy that sold it to him? Nothing well, nothing.
5: listen, he sold a legit product. What are you going to do? <laughs> right? Yeah? No word on that <laughs> gentleman, Mocha? No?
2: <laughs> no, not The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz, Kim wants to give you some props.
5: Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Kim. Kim
2: said here in this text, my mm. husband made Roz's chicken wings last night. They were excellent. Not going back to any other method. Oh,
17: yeah? This was, yeah, your, uh, was your, your
2: baking it in a oven technique where you crank the heat all the way up to, I think it was 400, right? 450. 450.
5: I do 450. But did, did you have to have him on a wire rack, though, right?
4: Yeah, he did. He did. He totally... So what he did was, um, you know, he had... He listens to the show all the time. He listens to the podcast all the time. So I think he kind of had this in the back of his mind that he was going to do this one day. (laughs) So he went back, he went to the podcast, and he looked for the podcast that talked about the chicken wings. And then he referenced the recipe again, and then, yeah, he followed it. So he had the wire rack, he had everything. And, uh, yeah, he did it. He did it just like you said. Like and drench, him,
5: drench him in vegetable oil and then more salt than you think you need, pepper at the end, so all like, that stuff. Yeah. And absolutely. they were good, right? Like, those, like do, those bones just like come sliding right out, right?
4: Yeah. They it, were awesome.
5: Yeah. The best.
4: We had a whole bunch of sauces. So we like we sauced up a couple mm. one way and then mm. a different way.
5: Yeah.
2: And this was your husband's first time trying yeah. out the recipe, right? Yeah. So, like, he didn't, like, fill up the kitchen with smoke or anything like that. No alarms were going off. Like, he just followed the recipe exactly, and it worked out?
4: I will tell you that the smoke alarm did go off a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Our smoke alarm is, like, super-de-duper sensitive. So, um, yeah, it did go off a couple times, and we did have to open up the back door to let some fresh air in. Okay, Um,
5: hold on. on. I have have one more question for you.
4: okay, Okay. Okay,
5: so he had the wings on a wire rack. Yeah. The wire rack was in what or on what?
4: It was on like a like a deep like cookie sheet.
5: Okay. What was between the wire rack and the bottom of the cookie sheet?
4: Parchment paper.
5: Okay. Okay. Yeah. You would have had a whole lot more smoke if you weren't using parchment paper. Trust me on that one. So
2: a lot of smoke. So you open up the back no, door no, to let some. no, smoke.
4: No, no. no sorry. The fire
2: alarm was going off. That's
5: what yeah. it was, right? I
4: know. Yeah. I know. It wasn't super smoky. Like we didn't get smoked out or anything. Okay. But the alarm went off.
5: Yeah. So again, um, that's best, the best chicken wings I've ever made. And I, and I'm a huge fan of deep fry. Like I own a deep fryer, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Me, I, I do. I own a deep fryer. When I make chicken wings, uh, I get them and I stick them in a bowl, cover them in vegetable oil. Super simple. Take them out, lie them on a metal rack that goes mm-hmm. on top of a cookie sheet. But in between you have to have a layer of parchment paper. So the stuff doesn't burn and smoke your house out. Cover them on one side with salt A little bit of pepper and then throw them into an oven at like 450, right? I'm telling you 450 and then just monitor them and I leave them in for quite a while and then flip them, salt that side, pepper that side with a little bit of pepper on that side, stick them back in, let them do their thing. And what you want to do is you want to take a fork. You know, it's done when you reach into the oven and you take a fork, and you scrape the fork across the skin of the chicken wing, and you want to hear a scratchy sound, mm. right? Yeah. You, you don't want it to pull and move. You want to hear a scratchy yeah. sound, and also Nobody like, and exactly. And also, like anything, right? The rule with uh, cooking really anything, whether it's in the oven or in a pan, is don't ever let your meat touch right? No. When, when your meat touches, it creates steam. (laughs) Okay. Sure does. So, so don't, don't let your meat touch. You want all those little things to be separated with a tiny little gap in between them. Uh, if you want to get the perfect (laughs) roast. Okay.
6: (laughs) Yo, and then too.
5: and then when you pull it out Those bones are going to slide right out of them Like you could push it at the bottom And literally that little, that one little bone It'll just pop right at the top <laughs> I don't know
2: nothing about a little <laughs> bone, bro Shut <laughs> up Yo, <Kim. laughs>
6: <laughs> Thank you so
2: much yeah, for he reaching followed, out I
4: followed it I, he followed it perfectly good And for you. listen, when I come home My husband works during the day And when he comes home and he says, I'm making dinner I'm like, okay
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: and there you go, best chicken wings ever!
4: It was awesome. It was totally awesome. So, that
2: warms that my heart. Really Thank you, love. Uh,
4: coining that recipe, and uh, we're going to follow it from now on. Good job.
2: Oh, that's Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much, Kim. You have a wonderful day.
4: Talk to you later. Bye.
0: The
2: Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
10: Podcast.
2: Roz and Mocha's <laughs> fix my life. Update, Jane. What's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. How you doing?
10: Um, doing well how are you
5: good good good, good. So, so jane we, we talked I... to you in 2020 and you wrote us then you said uh i <laughs> I found the engagement ring six months ago. He still hasn't proposed. How do I prompt him to ask the question already? And before we find out what went down, let's just sort of recap a little bit of the, your feelings at the time and the conversation. So tell us just quickly at that time, a little bit about your relationship, where the ring was hiding, where you found it, all that stuff.
10: Okay. So we had already been dating for five-ish years and we already lived together and I was doing some cleaning. I was washing all the um, winter gear and I found the ring box and basically a envelope that described the ring it hidden in the, the gear. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, and I'm going to put this away. And I was just kind of, when was this, you know, purchased? And it had, cause it had a receipt. And it was the six months previous.
5: Oh, so he had the engagement ring for six months and hadn't yet proposed, right? That's right. And you were wondering at the time because we were like, man, this sucks. Like as much as you may be in love, it sucks because every time you guys do anything, you're going to be wondering if that's the day that he's going to propose. And it just sort of takes your head out of the moment. And my suggestion was the way to still make it special and not let him know that you found the ring was that you should just propose to him.
2: And I was very much against that because we didn't know if Jane's boyfriend had like a big grand plan already in his mind and and had things set up. And we don't want to kind of blow that surprise.
5: Mocha is definitely the sort of grand proposal master plan type person. I mm-hmm. I am not. I am about efficiencies <laughs> <laughs> and taking care of business. Um, so, what did you what did you wind up doing?
10: Um, so he ended up proposing to me. Oh, oh he did! Amazing. Um, so he did. Yeah.
2: How long after um, we all talked? Because we talked in July of twenty twenty.
10: Um, he proposed just January fourth.
5: Of oh, <laughs> This year? Oh
10: my God! Yeah. What? Yeah.
5: Hold on. So you held on to that secret. Did you tell him when he proposed that you had already knew the ring existed?
10: Um, I told him like shortly after that I had found it. Um, but yeah. He started laughing.
5: <laughs> so how did he, so how did he propose?
10: At Christmas, my parents had given us gift, gift cards for the cake. Yeah. And we made a reservation. Just after we made the reservation, they had announced closing down all the restaurants again. Oh, no. And he was like, oh, my God, this is like my last shot because it was the day before all the restaurants shut down again. Right, right. (laughs) And so we had beautiful dinner. And then we were like, let's go for a walk, go to Starbucks, have a coffee. And as we were walking, um, we went to the shops at Don Mills. Sure. Uh So they have these outdoor um, fireplaces with like seats around it. Yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah. right in the uh, right in the middle. Yeah
10: exactly and so we were standing there he was drinking his coffee and i'm just standing there shivering (laughs) and i'm just like are you ready to go home yet you ready to go home yet and he's like just give me a minute give me a minute
2: oh no poor guy (laughs) and and
10: so so he's like um just like you know sipping his coffee you can tell he's like trying to say something to me
6: yeah
10: and i'm just like can we go home now because this is cold right and then he gets down on his knees, and um, he pulls out this case with, like, a silver bell. Okay. I'm like, what the f- is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then he got up. <sighs> yeah. But because I was like, what are you doing? Get up, get up, get up. People <laughs> are going to start looking.
5: <laughs> so after all this time. You, yeah. Like you're wondering what's his plan? Like, what does this guy yeah. have planned after all this time hanging onto this ring? Like, are we talking like marching bands and elephants and hot air balloons? So after all this time, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but after all this time, the plan was the keg and Starbucks and the shops at Don Mills. He
10: had no idea what he was gonna do. <laughs> oh,
5: <laughs> man. I love this guy. You know? I love this guy. So it was all Yo. just so it was all just nerves, right?
10: I think it was mostly. Yeah, yeah,
5: I when love you, this guy. When you I love mentioned, him.
2: Jane, that you guys okay. went to uh, went to the keg, honestly, <laughs> I thought that you were going to say that he hid the ring inside of a Billy Miner pie. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. All right. So everything worked out. You guys are engaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you set a date yet for for the wedding? No.
5: (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll talk to you in 2024.
10: (laughs) Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. No, he keeps changing his mind on what he wants.
5: (laughs) What do you mean
2: on what he wants?
10: Because I said, like, do you want to do a destination? Do you want to do, um, you know, like a ceremony? Do you want to just do a banquet hall where you just bring in the um, officiant? Mm -hmm. Because we're both not religious. Right. So... I don't
5: want to do it in a church. Okay. okay, Can I, you got a wild one there. So what I would suggest my, if we can turn this into another, uh, an FML, a Jane FML part two, here's my advice to you. Plan the whole damn thing and just tell him when to show up.
10: Yeah, pretty much.
5: Don't even involve him. Done and done.
10: Okay. Well, I just wanted to give you an update.
5: He will appreciate that. Trust me. Amazing.
2: Right? There you go, Jane. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, checking back in with us. Glad that everything worked out. Okay,
10: thank you.
2: You as well. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life
10: on
16: KISS.
2: Hello, hello. It's Rosa and Mocha. Who's this? Hello, hello. How are you? Oh, Fabian. What the hell, man? Yo.
16: You good, guys? Yeah, uh,
2: Fabian, one of our uh, most dedicated uh, listeners of the Raws and Mocha Show. Yes, sir. We normally hear from you, like, at least once a week or, like, once every other week. We haven't heard from you in months,
16: dude. I know, man. I know. I got hit with COVID, guys. Oh, oh. No. no. Buddy. Yeah. How was yeah. it? Uh, Honestly, man, it wasn't bad, man. I just wanted to work. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. body was sore from just lying down all day.
2: Are you, Same. are you vaxxed?
16: <laughs> are you, are
2: vaxxed or not?
16: No. You're not.
2: No. Okay. So, how, what were the, uh, what did you feel? Cause I know people who are vaxxed who have got COVID and they just said like it felt like just a, like a common cold. Calm they were and down cold. and out for like two, two days or so.
16: Absolutely, that's all it was Oh, really? Oh, okay Yeah, 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 down and all I got it for my daughter, but, you know, whatever It yeah. is what it is And did your wife yeah, get it, too? We all got it It was in stages It was my wife and daughter, then me
5: Oh, okay Was uh was there a moment when you got it That you were sort of maybe second-guessing yourself That you didn't get vaxxed, or no?
16: No No, eh? Not at all no, Is your no. wife vaxxed, or she's not as well? None of us are Oh, okay no. what, what, So yeah. what's
5: what's life been like for you guys? Like, what can you do, and what can't you do?
16: Nothing, save money Grow weed and save money, guys. That's, that's it, huh? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> hey, it's during the... those days
2: when you were knocked out with COVID, were you still smoking or no?
16: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you were, huh? <laughs> Come on, man.
5: Yeah, jeez. And that's what
16: kept me going, I
5: think, man. Yeah, Fabian grows weed, right? I think we mentioned that, that you're the guy that came up with the the Mocha strain <laughs> of weed.
16: Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, I, since I haven't been uh, at home, I miss a couple of things. That's why I've been calling because I, you know, I finally got the slow mo treatment. I heard.
6: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Somebody uh, our, uh, slowed down a segment of uh, of our conversation with you talking about your weed. Yeah, we finally got high together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, how is the Rosamoka weed anyway?
16: I'm growing a whole bunch this uh, after this harvest. I'm gonna pop like about twenty seeds. When you, say, like, har- when you say
5: harvest, how much weed are we talking about?
16: Uh, I got about 18 plants now. Jeez, man. Whoa. Yo, this isn't going to yeah. get us in trouble, right? Like, For what? No, man, I'm legally prescribed. I'm allowed to grow 100. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. No, do- but like, you know, Rosamogal
2: weed hits the streets and all of a sudden, like, tied to us, obviously. Like, we're not going
16: to get out yeah. Okay. No, yeah, but you know me. I ain't selling nothing, man. Anybody wants it, I'll just give it yeah. to them if they want. Also,
5: when's the last time you heard a story about, like, <laughs> sketchy weed hitting the streets? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever heard a story. Lace no, something. Nah, 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 about sketchy weed hitting the streets. No, no you know no, why? That was...
2: I, I don't know. I, I heard this because spring break happening right now, right? Yeah. And I heard about this guy in Florida who yeah. got busted uh, by the cops because he was selling, like, spring breakers. He was selling them, like, cocaine that was laced with, I think, fentanyl or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's
5: a whole uh, different so, world, though. I mean, I don't know.
2: I don't know drugs, right? I
5: no, don't know if you could no, place no. weed
2: with something well, that, like...
5: Well, jeez. I mean, you can... Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah, like... Uh-huh. I don't think the motivation behind somebody selling weed is to is to is to, to kill someone.
2: Like I don't know, no. Fabian, you watched that movie back in the day, Friday, with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Absolutely. Yeah. So you remember when he was smoking weed and like the weed that he they got, The Angel dies. Yeah. Laced with yeah. angel dust And then he ended up yeah. in a chicken coop <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or the pigeon coop
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean I <laughs> like <laughs>
2: I don't want that To happen to someone And be like What were you no, smoking man. And that person was like
5: Rosamoka no, weed No That no. won't
16: happen Coming from me Yeah
5: No if you If you smoke the Rosamoka weed And wind up in the pigeon coop It's going to be Because the weed was good Not because it was bad <laughs> Amen, Rod. Amen, Rod. <laughs> Fabian,
2: you know we love hearing from you. Uh, we're oh, you know so that. really, really happy that you're uh, you're doing okay and that your family's a okay now.
16: Thanks, man. I love you guys. All right, love Brian. you right back. Take care. I have a good yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
2: Podcast. Uh, hitting Disney Plus tomorrow is the new Cheaper by the Dozen movie with uh, Zach Braff.
5: I loved the first Cheaper by the Dozen, and, and also the sequel. In,
2: the sequel was yeah, good too. The original, uh, starring Steve Martin. And Bonnie Hunt yep. and Hillary Duff. Ashton Kutcher. Yep. Tom Welling, Piper Parabou was also in
5: the original. Yes, that's right. Tom Welling was the older brother. Yeah. That's right.
2: Um, so they've Piper remade Paribu's it. That was so good. Yeah. And they've remade it with uh Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union.
5: Oh <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Uh the description reads: a blended family of 12, the Bakers, um, navigate a hectic home life while simultaneously managing their family business yeah um so David morey got a chance to uh catch up with uh zach braff who is just amazing like one of the nicest guys you will ever meet yeah, i haven't a heard a single time. person say anything terrible about zach braff he like was, even the, the, the time i don't know if you remember when he came in here yeah uh to hang out with us one day he was just like just such a pleasure.
5: Uh, Zach Braff, one of the, was the the first star to use uh, Kickstarter.
2: Oh, was he really? I didn't know that. To
5: raise money to for a project.
2: Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah. I don't know if he ever. I don't
5: know if he ever made it. I'm pretty sure we talked (laughs) about that's why he was on the show. No, he was
2: also because we've had him on the show a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know.
5: Yeah, I don't know if he ever made the project though because I think he wanted to do a sequel to Garden State, didn't he? Isn't that what he was trying to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think maybe. Uh, So this
2: is David Morey talking to Zach Braff Uh, again. uh, Cheaper by the Dozen is out on Disney Plus tomorrow.
18: Zach Braff, how are you? I'm so good. I'm happy to be with you. My publicist like, just reminded me that you usually have the camera on your head.
8: Yeah, but that's <laughs> sitting in front of a computer doing that. <laughs> I, I heard that you, like the kids were all there and then everybody left and you were like basically in charge of these 10 kids, like in real life.
18: Well, that's what happens. You know, Gabby and I, you know, they have these babysitters and, and parents and everything, but then to shoot, they all leave. So then Gabby <laughs> and I really did have to be parents um you know because they because the little ones obviously the teenagers are fine but the little ones are like off beating each other up and wrestling and you like, hey stop hitting him hey come here get back we are starting hey don't make me say it again come back here <laughs> you find yourself being the, the parent that's like one i don't even know what happens after one i just know that they listen when you say one like, one one all of a sudden all the heads turn oh, my and they're God. like
2: Better start listening. I've, I've never
5: done that. I've never done the one. No, no, no. But Yo, as soon as we, Zach Braff said it, it all came back to me from when my mother used to say we,
2: One. In our house, the counting up to three is, yeah. is, oh, used really? every day. Really?
8: Every day. Oh, that's yeah. so great. Okay, now this is Cheaper by the Dozen, a remake of the super popular film Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah. What sets this? cheaper by the dozen away from the other cheaper by the dozen
18: well i think disney and 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 the genius writer kenya barris who created blackish and and many other shows said you know why don't we make a 22 2022 version that reflects um families today you know many people across the world have have families that don't necessarily look like the version the steve martin version they they have um you know ours is a mixed race family there's a there's a disabled child there's a uh, a parent that's dealing with depression but uh but it's but it through the genius of kenya's kenya's writing it, it still managed to be a really funny family comedy
2: uh and Mori talking to zach braff about cheaper by the dozen which uh hits disney plus tomorrow this
8: movie is so fantastic and it taught me one thing it taught me that you one day are going to be an absolutely i am so jealous of your kids amazing dad thank you what did it teach you about being a father
18: that I don't want 10, Uh, (laughs) but, uh, but just that you can learn so much from kids, these kids in real life, you know, I'd spent so much time with them and they're so smart and they would ask the most interesting questions and, and say the sweetest things. And, um, and, and and I, I just learned how, how, how heartwarming it is to have um, a child in your life. And, um, there's a few I bonded with in particular, and 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 have stayed uh, close with, um, and um, I, I really, I, I just, I, I love them, and and it made me want to be a father of maybe one or two.
8: Dude, this movie is fantastic. Not you are ten. so perfect in this. No. I adore you. Congratulations. Thanks,
18: Thanks man. I appreciate it. And I can't you- wait to see you one day with your with your camera uh, helmet back on.
8: Well, I, it, yes, if we had, t- I would put it on, but you'll wait till you're in town. All
18: right. <laughs>
2: Uh, Zach Braff, always a pleasure having him on the Rawz and Mocha Show. You can check out Cheaper by the Dozen out on Disney Plus tomorrow. The Rawz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast.
5: Um, hey, did you see this thing with uh, Sam Jackson talking about how he wants to bring Mace Windu back?
2: <laughs> back to the Star Wars galaxy? Back to the Star Wars galaxy. But he didn't die. Did he die? Hold no, on. I His don't. arm was
5: chopped off. Yeah, I Spoiler think. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he lost an arm or a hand or something like that. It was like an that. arm.
2: I remember. Palpatine sliced his, I believe it was his oh God, left you remember, arm. you remember who sliced it, huh? Yeah, yeah, If yeah. there's a
5: nerd out there who can let us know exactly what went down, uh, but... Uh, In Sith, by the way. Revenge it, of the Sith. Because I only ever saw, like, you know the prequel movies? Mm-hmm. I only ever saw them each once. Oh, no, I've, I've seen them all multiple I've, times. I've never watched them. Even though them. I don't like them, I've uh, seen them. Have you really, huh? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I could... Like, I whenever couldn't... they're on TV and stuff, like, showcase that network? Yeah. Like, show, I guess they have the rights for all the Star Wars movies they show right. them all the time really huh um so i'll catch period like bits and pieces of each one of them anytime they're on tv
5: so here's uh, sam jackson talking to uh what podcast is this it's the something 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 podcast okay I love yeah. that podcast.
15: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mace Windu, he's alive with one hand somewhere. 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 Yeah, somewhere. Have That's
9: you... a huge history of people with one hand returning <laughs> in the Star Wars. The only person I've ever said that to about coming back was Bryce Dallas Howard, because yeah. I, I just did a movie with her, and she directs episodes of The Mandalorian. And stuff. So, so you think you might be able to hook brother up? <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> Put me back in this. <laughs> Put me back From in the game. The air I'm ready. Put me in, Coach.
9: I'm ready. You know, I'll learn to, you know, lightsaber left handed. Come on, hook <laughs> me up. So I um, guess he did. Yeah. What would you? What were you saying, Shao? I was going to tell you it's the uh, sad, happy, confused podcast. That's what
5: I said. The something, something, something podcast. You're right. Yeah. You're right, <laughs> Thank you. Love that podcast. That's, that's uh, Jay said, just texted.
2: Man. He had his arm chopped off, and I believe he fell out of a window. But they said that he uh, mace window
5: fell out of a windy.
2: But they never uh, really confirmed that he was dead. Another oh, person gotcha. said. Uh, his arm was cut off, and he was thrown out of a skyscraper. I do remember that. Oh, right. But okay. now here's the thing. Yeah. With the Obi-Wan show on Disney mm-hmm. that's coming out soon mm-hmm. at the end of May, I wonder if Sam Jackson, by saying this,
5: right. no. like he's
2: already in an episode, and this is more of like a, no. No, a, a that,
5: tease. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I do. but that Because they
2: like to, in some of these shows, they like to give like little surprises
5: believe me i think that if sam jackson was in star wars he would be saying he's in star wars i don't think so i do no way i don't think sam Jackson. do you remember without spoiling anything
2: but do you remember the very last episode of mandalorian the big reveal yes yes you don't think that that big reveal they would have wanted to hype that up no or i mean sorry that they would have hyped that up. Like, I'm glad that they kept it a secret.
5: Yeah, that's a secret. Sam Jackson in, uh, in Obi-Wan is not a secret. No? No. No. I think that's casting Mm. news. I don't think that's a secret. Uh, Because yesterday, we found out that it was, the big bad in Obi-Wan was supposed to be Darth Maul. Yeah. Which I would have, thought was people would have loved that and then yeah yeah and
2: curious then, to see what yeah. happened yeah.
5: and then they and he then, got
2: sliced in half at the end of part one spoiler alert! yeah
5: and then they got rid of darth maul they just wrote him right out of the show and then they figured out a way what to bring I? in darth vader because i think they just wanted to go bigger
6: yeah. like
5: you know darth maul maybe like wasn't as big of a bad as they needed for this they needed it to be centered around uh obi-wan kenobi and darth vader i guess i don't know I I don't know I don't know but I I would love to see that. Or small stuff?
2: You think that they're just trying to throw us all off again?
5: No 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 no. no. I just, have, I just no, have all these Star Wars conspiracy no. theories. But, those, but your conspiracy theories like go too far almost. Like what if Garfield's in the movie? But that's just ridiculous. Re- Wait, is it though? <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> right. Garfield
2: in the galaxy. Right, you don't know.
5: You don't know. What
2: color is lightsaber? Right?
5: Orange? Oh, yeah. The color. The <laughs> color the, it's 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 the color of lasagna. Right. That's all you need. To, that's all you need to know. Uh, no, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I would like to see Sam Jackson back in that world because I think Sam Jackson's just great at everything he does. Oh, yeah. Uh, fan, even fan though, favorite. Yeah. Even though like I, like I wasn't like the biggest Mace Windu fan or anything Nobody like that. Nobody
2: was, but people are Sam Jackson fans.
5: Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's why you want to see him. The Roz and Mocha Show
0: podcast.
5: podcast. All righty, here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. You ready? Uh huh.
0: Let's do the
6: news. Ah! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
5: News break. Uh, Major League Baseball owners and players reached a new collective bargaining agreement yesterday, meaning hey. that the 99-day lockout is over. Opening days have uh, been rescheduled to April 7th, one week later than it was supposed to go down. But teams will still play a full 162-game mm. season. Uh, this is Commissioner Rob Manfred. I do want to start by
15: apologizing to our fans. I know that the last few months have been difficult. There was a lot of uncertainty um, at a point in time when there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. Um, Sort of the way the process of collective bargaining works sometimes, but I I, I do apologize for it.
2: Um, Toronto Blue Jays head to Dunedin this weekend. Their first spring training game will be next weekend. Their home opener will now be on April 8th against the Texas Rangers. The Jays haven't had a home opener since mm.
5: 2019. It's crazy. Huh? Uh, in addition to the economic aspects of the deal, um, they did uh, include a draft lottery to discourage teams from tanking intentionally. Uh, the national league is adopting the designated hitter, expanding 12 team postseason, the return of nine inning double headers, and they're scrapping the runner on second and extra innings. The players have also signed off on the league, making future changes uh, such as the implementation of a pitch clock—that's great news. Banning oh, wow. the shift—I don't know what that means—and uh, making you know, bases shift. larger. Those Seriously? changes; those changes could come into effect as soon as next like how much season. Larger, I think just you know, like when you see little leagues play, first base is always double sized. Yeah. So you don't. So you cut out on on collisions and stuff. Uh-huh. I think that that's maybe oh, what okay. they're going to do.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
5: Uh, Britney Spears and Caitlyn Jenner were two of the stars who toured Drake's house that's for sale. Oh, the one in L.A.? The one in L.A. for $14.8 million or whatever it was. Yeah. Because Drake bought another house for $50 million up the street, so he's got to unload the $14 million house. Right. <sighs> Crazy. But uh, Britney and Caitlyn Jenner were involved in that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, let's get to the Dead Eyes podcast. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This was a podcast hosted by an actor named Connor Ratliff. And Connor Ratliff went on Seth Meyers to explain what happened on the Where the Dead Eyes podcast came from. So this is Connor.
19: Okay, so in the year 2000, I, I was a young actor fresh out of drama school. I was cast in a very small speaking role in the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. A fantastic show. Great show. Great show. Fantastic. I was so excited to be a part of it. And then I found great news. Tom Hanks is directing your episode. And then the day before I was supposed to film my episode, I got a call frantic from my agent's office saying, you have to get there right away. Uh, Tom Hanks has looked at your audition tape and he's having second thoughts. He thinks you have dead eyes. (laughs) And so I had to go and re-audition in person for Tom Hanks. And minutes later, I was told they were decided to go another way. So this is, yes, this is a sad story. Very sad story. (laughs) Yeah. Not only, I think, any actor would dread being told they have dead eyes, but to get it from the person who is considered the nicest man in show business. Yes, but this was the nicest man in show business, so I thought, oh, I'm so broken as a person. My eyes are so awful that he could The nicest man in show business couldn't even bear to have me be the tiniest (laughs) part of Band of Brothers. With all the horrible things that happened in World War II, we can't show <laughs> this to the audience. Okay. So
5: Connor did thirty episodes, and he interviewed a lot of big stars on this show. And uh-huh. it wasn't malicious; like he wasn't. It wasn't vindictive. It was really quite great. Uh, but one of the people he interviewed was Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son. And then on episode thirty, Tom Hanks himself showed up on uh, on Colin's podcast nice. to address the dead eyes uh, comment. So this is uh, Tom Hanks talking to Co- Connor.
15: First of all, I should never should have said. I don't know. Let's take another look at this guy. Someone should have said. And by the way, I'm not saying this is this was this was all on me. Don't don't think for a minute that someone else got in here. But I will tell you will tell you a story (laughs) because I've been thinking about this moment sitting here with you. Yeah. Um, If I if somebody said, well, he's already been cast, then I would have said, oh, well, it's a bunt, no problem, then. Somewhere in the course of that, a director will get a bug about something. And I don't know why I had a bug about the guy who was playing Zelensky other than trying to make sure that, one, he looked like he was a paratrooper because all those guys were. <laughs> you know, they all jumped out of planes, even if they were just typing. And, two, who knows who knows what else goes on in there. All right. But let's imagine I actually watched the tape and said to somebody— I don't know, man. This guy's got dead eyes. <laughs> Let's, I, I'm going to say I said that. Obviously, I said that. Dead eyes.
5: <laughs> okay. okay gonna, so, but here's the big problem in all of this. And, and, and Tom Hanks explains it perfectly, which is, yes, Tom Hanks does admit that he did refer to Connor as having dead eyes. But the big problem in all of this is that Connor should never have been told
15: that. In the inner sanctum of whatever this casting uh, session was, on of Brothers, with me and the 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 my the whatever the crack staff, I'm sure I said I don't know, man. That guy's got dead eyes. <laughs> I could have just, I could have said he's got too blonde a hair. Oh, right. I could have said he's too oh, tall, no. and uh, I can't have the aide be taller than Captain Winners. I could have said he's too short and slight. He doesn't look like a pair. I could have said any of these things. Yeah. And they would have been true, and they would have been the opinion. And if someone had also said to me, "Well, he's already cast," I would have said well, can we replace them? I would have said that. And (laughs) I've, I've done it in, and I think it's been said about me on occasion as well. All right. So with that, whoever communicated to you what was said in the inner sanctum. Yes. with with such uh, uh, authenticity, should have their kneecaps broken because <laughs> oh. that that is not allowed. Oh no! The inner sanctum is like the it's like the dugout, man. It's not quotable there. It's off the record. Right. I could have said his face is too red, and if someone comes back to you and says your face is too red to be in this in this show, that's what and that's what that's what the man in charge says. So what you should have been told was. They wouldn't have said you have to re-audition. They said, yeah. we, we you should come down and meet meet Tom. You should right. have been told that. Yeah, not that there was any sort of test that was involved. <laughs> oh my yeah, God, this but you poor know what guy. though. Yeah, if that He's didn't right. happen, yeah.
2: absolutely. Yeah, Tom Hanks is correct. Yeah, but if that situation didn't happen, this guy would never have been able to put together thirty episodes of this podcast yeah but he
5: would have done band of brothers and look at what happened to everybody else's career who was in band of brothers yeah
2: facts (laughs) but how many of them have a popular podcast (laughs) where they finally got to address (laughs) tom hanks (laughs) the
0: and mocha show podcast podcast
5: uh jesse smollett in chicago yesterday this is the empire actor who staged his own hate crime uh where he hired those two brothers to rough him up and um put a noose around his neck and pour bleach on him although what came out in the trial was they actually didn't get around to putting the noose on his neck so Jesse did that himself and then tightened it up even further when the when the cops arrived and you saw that on body cam. Um, but none of that stuff was actually illegal. You can... Pay people to beat you up and not Jeez, and not man. and not go to jail. What he was what he was on trial for was for lying about it to the police, mm-hmm. and that and then the resources that the Chicago PD spent trying to solve this uh, this case. So yesterday uh, yesterday's uh, sentenced to 150 days in jail, 30 months probation, uh, has to repay 120 dollars in restitution to the city, and he was also fined uh, 25 thousand dollars. But it was the judge, Judge uh, James Lynn. It was his. Scathing remarks. Oh man. Like absolutely brutal scathing remarks before he uh, let Jesse know what the sentence actually was. So here's a little bit of uh, Judge James Lynn.
11: Your very name has become an adverb for lying. And I cannot imagine what could be worse than that. People talk about uh, situations where somebody's lying and trying to manipulate maneuver a story, and, and your name comes up, and it's, oh, pulling a jussie, something like that. That's awful. You're the butt of jokes. Comedians, mainstream talk show hosts, they make jokes about you. They do sketch, uh, sketches about you. I, I can't imagine anything worse than that. No, this is all self-inflicted. These are things you did to yourself. This is self-damage.
2: Yo, you think this judge freestyled all of this stuff that he's saying? No, they write it. They write it
5: all, but probably. a lot of it probably was sort of, you know, sort of a mishmash of a lot of other thoughts. So here is more of a James uh, Judge James Lynn. I wonder, I wonder how many rewrites he had to do before I know, settling on I this because this is this is a like a, <laughs> this is a series of burns. There's some
11: conjecture. You did it for the money. Frankly, I do not believe that you did it for the money. You were making the evidence showed close to two million dollars a year when this happened. I don't think money motivated you at all. The only thing I can find is that you really craved the attention and you wanted to get the attention and you were so invested in issues of social justice and you knew that this was a sore spot for everybody in this country, you knew this was a country that was slowly trying to heal past injustices and current injustices and trying to make a better future for each other and it was a hard road and you took some scabs off some healing wounds and you ripped them apart for one reason, you wanted to make yourself more famous. And for a while it was Damn. Everybody was talking about you, the lights were on you. You were actually throwing a national pity party for yourself, and why would you do such a thing? Why would you, I understand, you crave the attention so much, but why would you betray something like social justice issues, which you care so much about? And the only thing I can conclude is that and I acknowledge there are wonderful sides to you. they are very giving and charitable and loving sides to you. But you have another side of you that is profoundly arrogant and selfish and narcissistic. That's the only thing that can be concluded. Yo, we were all I...
5: texting each other last night during this. Uh, before we get to what Jesse said when he started going off and the fact that he's not suicidal, Shem, what are your thoughts?
9: Oh, wow. Because
5: um... he, he, everything, none of this would be as bad. If he would just say, guys, I did this, uh-huh, right? right? I, I, I did the thing, but he hasn't said that. He's still saying he didn't do it.
9: Yeah. My biggest issue with the whole Justice Smollett case is that he weaponized, you know, real issues that are, hap- that, that are happening and were happening at the time yeah. in 2019 in the States. You know, there are real victims of hate crimes and there's no, he doesn't need to fake it. I mean, there, there are tons of things. There are tons of cases, you know, and, and you have to think about where America was uh, during that time, right? You're, yeah. you're coming off. Off, you know Michael Brown you're coming off Laquan McDonald to Donald, Donald Trump Donald Trump yeah. right you're coming off all those cases there's no need to inflame it by making up stories and it's just disappointing that he would
5: do that and to do it for fame right cuz that's right. what it came down oh, to Oh absolutely so so Jesse gets a chance to address the court and he goes off it's difficult to hear so we'll tell you exactly what he said in a second but he starts saying that he's not suicidal and he wanted that to be known in case something happens to him in the joint listen okay
16: i'm not
14: suicidal
3: I respect your decision. Jail time.
17: I am not
5: suicidal. Okay. <laughs> Damn, and then when man. he was leaving, he threw his because they took him right away to jail. The, his yeah. lawyers were like, "Can we just stay this until he appeals?" And the judge was like, "No, no he's going jail, to the your jail time starts yeah, now. He's going to the joint today." So when he was walking out, he stuck his fist in the air and just continued on with the "I'm not suicidal." It's
11: the county sheriff. Hard I am not suicidal,
17: I am not suicidal, and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. Well,
2: you should have, because you are,
5: sir. Jeez, man. So what he said there was, uh, if I did this, it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans for over 400 years in this country and the fears of the LGBT community. If anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do this to myself. You must all know that. So that's what he was saying. Because I guess he thinks that, you know, I don't know, he's going to wind up like Jeffrey Epstein or something like that. He thinks he's a hero or a martyr. Yeah, And and it's really, it's it's just gross. It's Mm -hmm. gross.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
5: Uh, Critics' Choice Awards last night, Jane Campion, the director of The Power of the Dog. So you go from being within a 24-hour period, like the absolute, you know, hero to being the villain. And that's what Jane Campion went through really over the course of the... Critics' Choice Awards. So, she was on the red carpet and was asked to respond to Sam Elliott's comments on um, what he thought of Power of the Dog. So, Sam Elliott, he did the Mark Marin podcast a couple mm. of weeks ago uh, and asked, uh, went in on Power of the Dog and had nothing nice to say about it. So, I mean, they made it look like what are those? What are all those dancers?
17: Those guys in, in New York that wear bow ties and not much else. Uh huh. Remember them from back in the day? Oh, the Chippendales? Yeah. Yeah. That's what all these cowboys in that movie looked like. Uh-huh. They're all running around in shaps and no shirts. <laughs> There's all these illusions of homosexuality yeah. Yeah. throughout the f***ing
5: movie. Yeah. I think that's what the movie's about.
18: Yeah.
17: Well, what the f*** does this woman from-
19: Who, Jane Campion?
17: Yeah. She's a brilliant director, yeah. by the way. I love her work. <laughs> right. Previous work. Sure. But what the f*** does this woman from
5: down there come... Oh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Right. Know about the American West. Okay. And then so Jane Campion was on the red carpet for the Critics' Choice Awards and was talking to Variety and said this.
14: Were you surprised by Sam Elliott's comments?
20: I think Sam... Look, what can I say? I'm sorry. He was being a little bit of a (laughs) (laughs) B-I-T-C-H. And... (laughs) I'm sorry to say it, but he's not a cowboy, he's an actor. And the West is a mythic space and there's a lot of, a lot of room on the range. <laughs> and you know, like, I think, it's, I think it's a little bit sexist because if you think about the number of amazing Westerns that were made in Spain by Sergio Leone, it's, I mean, I consider myself a creator. And um, I think he sees me as a woman or something lesser first, and uh, you know I don't appreciate that.
5: Okay, so hero, right? Yeah. So so. so you Jane- understand? Okay. Where the downfall comes. Okay, so Jane Campion going into the Critics' Choice Awards, hero. Uh-huh. Jane Campion wins for Power of the Dog, gets on stage. During her acceptance speech, she's going through the room as they always do, thanking other people who are nominated, some of the other big stars that are there. Yeah. Uh, mentions Will Smith, but it's when she mentions Venus and Serena Williams is when it all goes to hell for her. Listen to this.
20: And Venus and Serena, what an honor to be in the room with you. you. <laughs> I've taken up tennis. (laughs) I truly have, and Will, if you want to come over and give me lessons, (laughs) Uh, I would truly love it. (laughs) I actually had to stop playing because I've got tennis elbow. (laughs) And you know, Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys. (laughs) Oh. Like I have to.
6: Oh.
2: Oh, Jane Campion. Yeah, yeah. And then so he that got the was whole the auditorium cheering for that. So, comment. Yeah, I know.
5: So Turn that, so it. that was the comment. Now they were seen together at the Netflix after party. They did pictures together. I don't know whether they talked about it or not, but that was the comment that turned Jane Campion into a villain following the uh, Critics' Choice Award. This was like remember when McEnroe, John McEnroe, he was doing a, an interview where they said, "Where would uh, the Williams sisters rank if they played on the, the men's circuit?" And he said, 700th. Oh and he got killed for it and then a lot of a lot of people sort of agreed with him um but everybody went in on Jane Campion last night because there are a sizable they have a there they have a there's a there's a lot of people who truly believe that if the Venus if Venus and Serena were on the men's circuit at in their prime they would Dominate as they do, mm. which which is not the case. I don't even think that they feel that way. When they were sixteen and seventeen, they said that they could beat any man who was ranked below two hundred, and then somebody who was ranked, I think, like two hundred and three, beat them both. They were super young, and then after that, they were like, okay, we could beat any man ranked below three yeah. fifty, right? Like they understood the sort of you know their 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 place in that in that Shame world. Champion. but uh, but to say that, like, to just like it just takes everything away. Like to just say, you know, you guys are great. But, you know, you don't have to compete against men. It's just such an awful thing. To say, reach out to Sam because sense? they don't have to compete against like it's just I understand if I understand if they were ducking opponents right mm-hmm. I understand if the sport were in order to achieve everything as a female tennis player you had to also beat men and they just sort of sidestepped it and skirted their way to the top without having those achievements but that's not the sport no, right it doesn't so, work that way. so to say to them you know in some sort of backhanded way hey listen I'm up here right now I beat all these guys I have to compete against all these Guys, you guys are great, but you don't have to compete against the men. It's just such a snipe no, thing to say. Said,
2: you don't have to compete against men like I do. Like I, like, I do, oh, yes. Come on, it's, Jane. I know
5: it's just so. Anyway, so that's why Jane Campion was trending she, she as the hero, and then Jane Campion was trending as the villain. A, I don't think so. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. But man. but they were together. They were all together. Yeah. And you know, I guess maybe they talked to that or got along, or maybe they didn't care. I think this may be one of those situations where other people care more than the Williams sisters right. do. I have, uh, I have no, I. Have no idea.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
5: Uh, director Jane Campion has apologized for her uh, comments towards Venus and Serena Williams at the Critics Choice Awards. Uh, she was accepting an award for Best Director the other night, and the Williams sisters were there because she was talking about how much she loved their movie. Everything else, mm. and then made this comment in her acceptance speech.
20: And Venus and Serena, what an honor to be in the room with you. I've taken up tennis. (laughs) I truly have, and Will, if you want to come over and give me lessons, (laughs) Uh, I would truly love it. (laughs) I actually had to stop playing because I've got tennis elbow. (laughs) And you know, Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys (laughs) like I have to.
5: Still surprising that a so, room full of people were cheering like that. Sure. Uh, I guess you're so, all caught up in the moment. Whatever. Jane Campion, yeah, exactly, says this. I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world uh, with all that Serena and Venus Williams have achieved. Uh, I do not intend, I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes, she goes on to say. Uh, the fact is, the Williams sisters have actually squared off against men on the court and off, and they have both raised the bar and opened doors for What is possible for women in this world? The last thing I would ever want to do is minimize remarkable women. I love Serena and Venus. Their accomplishments are titanic and inspiring. Serena and Venus, I apologize and completely celebrate you. So there's the apology from Jane Campion.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
2: Podcast.
5: Uh, Tom Brady unretired. Come on, dog. Yeah. Not yeah. even
8: two full months that no. you announce your retirement. Forty days. He's acting like share.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's it's all those guys. Uh, he said, "These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. Come uh, on, that man. time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. Uh, they make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business." And, uh, and I guess the the real pisser of all of this is the same day yesterday that he announced his uh, retirement. Or unretirement. So, his unretirement. Somebody paid $518,000 for what was supposed to be Tom Brady's final touchdown football. No! At, at an auction. Oh, what a sucker. Right?
2: No, that sucks. That's bad. Right?
5: I'd ask Tom Brady. I'd go on social media and say, listen, you're not getting the ball back. I'm keeping the ball. Yeah. But bro, you owe me $520,000
2: a thousand percent agree Tom Brady should pony up some money to pay this person that bought the ball. I
5: agree. I don't think that's right. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's mean.
2: <laughs> or and like, I mean, who who did the
5: auction? Was it like a auction I have no ice or? or I don't know some sort of but but you can't you there's no like there's no like you can't give it back. Yeah, no, you know I it know. was it's that w- when you bought it, it was his final touchdown football. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you So can, you better
2: pray he doesn't make any touchdowns right? <laughs> back <laughs> this
0: next season. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast.
5: Uh succession, one of the big winners last night at the Critics hey. Choice Awards. Uh Kieran Culkin, who doesn't usually get a whole lot of time on stage. Uh, in front of microphones at these kinds of things. Um, you either love the character he does on Succession or you hate that character. I love Roman. Same. I think he's awesome. I love his physicality in that role and the way he holds himself. He's always hunched over and pissed off. And. The the writing that they give him is so incredible. The way that they just the string of like brilliantly put together insults, yeah. laced with like the harshest profanities and anti timing. The timing, the timing of everything is like oh, absolutely perfect. It's great. So anyway, uh, Kieran Culkin wins at the Critics Choice Awards. walks up walks up and gives uh, a, an acceptance speech that only Kieran Culkin can give.
12: Thanks. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> awful. I was just telling Jeremy how I really hope they don't say my name. I was really looking forward to that relief of not having to say anything. I have not prepared anything, um, so anything can come out. I know. So I don't know what to say here. Um, Thanks, critics. Wow. Um, I'm going to say that Succession has just been a dream. Um, um, All of our actors are so fantastic to work with. I love you, Snook, um, so much. Wish you could be here. And you too, Jay, shut up. <laughs> she hates when I single out Snook as someone uh, that I love to work with. Um, so Jay, I'm going to tell you right now, um, I I think you are probably my favorite actor to do scenes with after Sarah Snook. <laughs> oh, who's <laughs> going <laughs> a good one. Fun fact, Snook's last name is actually pronounced Snook, but I just can't do that, right? Uh, Another fun fact, Matthew McFadden's uh, name is David. I'm just dropping bombs here. It's true. Look it up. Uh, I'm just talking now. I'm just saying things. I'm just dying up here right now. Oh no! So, yeah, please wrap it up. You're right. You, I should have done that, like, 30 seconds ago. I should have walked up here and said, thanks, and then walked out. Because now I'm just making an ass of myself. But, uh, yeah, thanks. You're never going to do this for me again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the most Kieran Calkin thing to do. Uh, Ray Romano at the Critics' Choice Awards last night. Uh, he did not win for uh, Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, but uh, he was uh, presenting another award where he decided to give some thank yous of, uh, of his own
18: so i want to say right now now i want to say i love you to my wife who's here yeah thank you (laughs) thank you for letting me do that i'm like most guys it's much easier. i don't say it enough i just don't say it it's much easier uh during sex yeah Or or acceptance speeches. It's very, yeah. Ray Romano. And so I'm glad I said it, because I don't think either one of those are going to happen tonight. <laughs> uh, right? No, we're not.
5: No. Uh, Way to go, Ray. Oh, Ray Romano so funny, man.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
5: Uh, dousing yourself with um, bursts of pressure, they say, can help your body and your mind weather tough times. So they're mm. talking about the idea of hot saunas and cold showers. Mm. Okay. And how if you can incorporate a not cold shower into the hot sauna to warm up, but if you can go from hot sauna to cold shower, mm. uh, it'll help you sleep better. It'll reduce stress, all sorts of other things. So they've looked into cold water therapy. You know, everybody's dunking their faces in ice water on tiktok right now so some research has also looked into uh how saunas affect your bodies we know that uh but you when you combine these so a hot sauna and then cold water you get a pretty good picture of the health benefits that one might experience from that transition of hot to cold so the key thing is called it's resistant stress And it's a concept called hormesis, I guess is how you say it. Sounds gross. I know. Basically, it's short intermittent bursts of certain stressors and when you do that it can trigger a cascade of cellular uh, processes that make you more resilient to future physical and mental stress thus enhancing your longevity basically this is the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger so they suggest um, going from a hot sauna to work this somehow into your life going from a hot I sauna, a sauna. In, into a freezing cold either shower or bath or lay or whatever it is because that stress when you give your body that stress, there's actual great benefits that come from, no, from I'm not that. doing that you don't you wouldn't do that No
2: I need I need a warm slash hot shower.
5: right Rose, I would I go a sauna.
2: I would go from a hot sauna into a hot shower.
5: <laughs> you would <laughs> Yeah I mean, or, I mean, or, or, or maybe would you go from a cold shower into a hot sauna? Yes, you would. But I would you, would, do that. you would never end on the cold it, no. though. No, never. never end on the cold. No. Huh? You no. do that
8: sometimes, like if you're at somebody's pool and they have the hot tub, you'll jump from the hot tub right into the pool afterwards and shock yourself.
5: Right. Yeah. I guess that's sort of the same thing. Although that pool is probably 75 degrees. You just came out of 110, you know, hot tub. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, I, can, I I'm done going. If I'm done going in other people's hot tubs. Yeah. I don't. I'm I got not. to. A, I used to enjoy it a lot. Like if somebody had a
8: hot tub, you'd be like, Whoa, we hot tub it. Just ordered one, Ross. Did he? Did I'm, he I'm, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no. Yo, I'm Frank not. gets in the in the hot tub all the time, huh? He, he will, once it arrives.
5: Yeah, no, I can't you just sit there and stare at somebody, right? I... Like it's just there's nothing to do. No. And it's so weird. Your feet mm-hmm. touch Awkward. and it's filthy. And no, hot tubs aren't for me. Saunas I like. I don't actually I prefer a steam room to a sauna. Mm. Right. What's the diff? If I have the choice, one is dry, one is wet. I prefer wet.
8: Oh. Like if I'm gonna
5: be hot, yeah. I wanna be wet, hot. No,
8: but you can't see the guy next to you in that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
5: <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Like, man, and Maury, morey, members at like multiple gyms. You know what I mean? Maybe I wouldn't say this <laughs> stuff on the radio. Jeez, like, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, and now that everybody's going back to work, mm-hmm. things are changing. All the companies are changing. Okay. Everybody's adapting to a sort of hybrid. Maybe you work a little from home. Maybe you come into the office and... Corporate culture, employee culture, all of that is changing. And people who are now sort of going back into the office are understanding the things that will never be the same again. And that is also true for people who work for massive companies, massive companies like Facebook or Meta, I guess it is now. So they... You got to sign out like a Meta desk now? (laughs) Exactly. So listen to this story. So somebody who works at Facebook went on a, uh, like an anonymous job forum to talk about what's pissing him off about having to go back to work for Facebook because how things have changed. Mm. So this guy goes on to talk about, first of all, he said that he has a reported compensation, total compensation, or TC as they call it, which includes salary, stock options, and other benefits. So he has a total compensation of $850,000. What? went on to complain about the perks or perks that were now being taken away from Facebook employees upon their return to the office. So aside from him complaining about restrictions on free dinners, oh
2: god. Yeah.
5: Downturns in the market leading to a $200,000 reduction in his TC, that is his total compensation. A cut to childcare reimbursements. The thing that he was really pissed off about was the loss of laundry service provided by Facebook.
2: Get out of here. So. Facebook does your laundry? Facebook
5: does your laundry. If you work for them? Yes. Get out of here. Yes. So I know what you're thinking, right? Load it all up into a bag, walk it into the office, drop it off in some sort of laundry thing, take so, it with you on yeah, your way yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, No, 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 no. I don't know. The perk goes way beyond that. So this is what, what he wrote: beyond? I have been using the laundry benefit and love that the cleaners come home, pick up my stuff and bring it back. What? Such a helpful one where clothes are folded and I don't have to worry as much and I can focus on my work.
2: Oh, get out of here, you jabroni! You don't even have to bring your laundry to the office. Get out of here. You have nothing to complain about. They sent you somebody to your house to pick up your laundry. With all the other perks, yeah, you have nothing to complain about. So,
5: a Facebook representative uh, representative confirmed uh, that the company will no longer provide laundry service as part of its uh, transition to their quote hybrid workforce that they're going back to. Also, be
2: grateful that you still have a job
5: after all this. Right. So, $850,000. Uh, They're cutting back on the child care reimbursement uh, and uh, no more laundry service for Facebook employees.
2: (laughs) Douchebag.
0: Get out of here.
5: Get out of here. What a crazy world, huh?
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
5: Oh, uh, Barack Obama's presidential library claims that they have 3,440 pages and some 26,000 electronic files possibly related to the existence of ufos and related phenomenon
2: yes so
5: this all came out like remember like beginning of covid like all these navy generals were coming out talking about all these videos they had where you like you you couldn't explain what was in the sky and it was really the existence of aliens or at least alien craft and nobody really said anything like i thought i i thought that we were all going to be far more blown away than what we actually were
2: no because finally the government is admitting what we all already knew.
5: So, thanks to a Freedom of Information Act that was requested by John Greenwald Jr. of a co- place called the Black Vault, which is a clearinghouse for declassified government documents. Yeah, now, in response official. in response to his Freedom of Information request, the Obama Library said that it had thousands of documents that might be possibly related to his request about UFOs, and it would take some time to sort through it all. So yeah, last year, the Pentagon released a report claiming that not everything seen in the sky could be explained away with current science. When Obama was on with James Corden, do you remember he said, when it comes to aliens, there are some things I just can't tell you on air. He went on to say, but what is true is that there is footage and records of objects in the sky that we don't know exactly what they are. And so with all these thousands of documents to go through... A lot of them, you have to realize, are going to be redacted and all marked up and everything else. It's going to take some time before uh, Greenwald Jr. sees the paperwork that he had requested. But again, according to the Obama Library, there are 26,271 files in the library that are related to UFOs. Is it like
2: videos and stuff?
5: I don't know. why. You know what, with all the craziness with Trump, Right, uh-huh. like as as much of a disaster as he was, and as much of a loose cannon as he was, mm-hmm. how is he not the former president that just hit send on all this stuff yeah. to everybody just for to free? Just blow everything up. Yeah, like how is he not the alien guy? Do you think
2: that when a president is sworn in and they're given all the details, all the information that they need to know, right? right do you think at any point are they flown secretly? To Area Fifty One no. and like given a tour?
5: No. Was it just
2: somebody at Area Fifty One like on FaceTime?
5: I think I think like everything else, it's in it's in a binder and some other nerd reads it and then they sit in an office and then they read it to the president. Mm. I think that that's pretty much it. You don't think as a president you'd
2: want to go there? No. And see? No. What's been happening behind that fence that reads I don't, well, danger? I don't know. Area Who 51? knows?
5: Maybe nothing's happening there. Maybe that's not even where it is. We don't know. Like We've no we have no idea. Area 52, That's where, like area fifty two. <laughs> That's where the real <laughs> secrets
0: are. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
5: Uh R I P Scott Hall, aka oh. Razor Ramon. Uh any fan of uh WWF and WWE back in the nineties, you know Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon. Uh he passed away yesterday at the age of sixty-three. He had been recovering from hip replacement surgery, and then he had a series of heart attacks over the weekend in a Georgia hospital, and then blood clots were released, and he was put on life support, and they took him off life support uh, yesterday. Mocha, your fondest memories of uh, Scott Hall? Oh, man.
2: Fondest? Well, two. The very first time he won the... the, Sorry, the time he won the very first... Ladder match against Shawn Michaels at, I think it was WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Is that right, Jim? Yep. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he became uh, Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. And then when he jumped sides, he went from WWE to WCW. Right. And started that whole chain reaction of uh, bad guys forming the NWO, which completely changed. Wrestling.
5: They uh, they put together this tribute for him. Uh, so this was what from, from what the WWE Network? Yeah, this yeah. was uh,
2: they aired this last night. They did. Huh? Yeah. Scott Hall was a pioneer. We
14: are taking over. It just felt real. Felt like you were getting something special. Hey you uh, are you here to see the? This was one of the best things that ever happened in the business.
20: When you're NWO, you're NWO.
5: the WWE family will forever remember Scott Hall as a gifted entertainer and two-time WWE Hall of Famer.
17: Hail!
11: A loving father and a dear friend.
14: Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.
3: Yeah, oh, there you go. Um, and you know what? Right, so God sad. Out.
2: Like, this guy lived a hard, hard oh, life. Super hard, yeah. And had yeah. Uh, a battled addiction for a lot of it. And it was only in the last like two, three years that he he got clean. Yeah.
0: The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
2: Podcast.
5: Yo, Kanye and Pete Davidson, huh?
2: Oh, bro. Like, this <laughs> is getting this is getting out of hand. I mean, it it was out of hand before, way before. But after everything that went down over the past, like, couple of days.
5: So up to this on. point, it's really been a one-sided fight, right? Yeah. Like, up to this point, Pete Davidson hasn't said anything. He he keeps, you know, activating and then deleting his uh, mm-hmm. Instagram account. Like, he really hasn't said anything. Uh, so Kanye goes on uh, social yesterday and starts posting up all these videos, um, praying and monologues. And uh, one of them had to do with his... Like adamant, adamant feelings towards his daughter North on TikTok because North is on TikTok with her mom, Kim. Mm-hmm. And Kanye is very much against it and feels that this is more evidence to how he's being treated in that relationship and being held away from his kids.
3: Hey, everybody, I just got off the phone with Kim. I told her to stop antagonizing me with this TikTok thing. I said it's never again. I am her father. I know y'all don't respect fathers and the idea of family and media tries to promote something, I said, I'm not allowing my daughter to be used by TikTok, to be used by Disney. I have a say-so. And then when people say, oh, they're going to use this for you in court, I don't even, I didn't have a say-so on whether or not they went to Sierra Canyon. Most men do not, there's no such thing as 50-50 custody with, with, in society today. That's not, That's not even, it always leans towards the mom. But right now, and I'm happy that you guys got to see just a small
5: piece of what I dealt with. You understand what I'm saying? So then he is in his next video. He brings up Pete or Skeet, as uh, he calls him. But he brings up Pete and uh, talks about how Pete is the one who is actually behind the scenes antagonizing Kanye. Listen to this.
3: At this point, it's, it's, it's going too far. God Please, the boyfriend texts me, antagonizing me, bragging about being in bed with my wife. I thought I thought it publicly for a year and a half has been, I've been dragged and how she's not my wife. She don't have a last name. And now he texting me talking and bragging about how he's in bed with my wife. And I'm like, well, who's watching my children if he's texting me bragging about being in bed with my wife? The devil ain't gonna win. You get what I'm saying? This is gaslighting. Kim gets black people out of prison. You know who puts black people in prison? The person that the boyfriend has a tattoo of. Hillary. You understand the setup right here? You understand the narrative right here?
5: Ooh. So that was it. Uh-huh. So he's like, you know, the boyfriend texting me saying that he's in bed with my with my wife. And everybody's like, What? And then so later on in the day, all these text messages between Pete and Kanye get released. As uh, uh, people like, they've not been one hundred percent verified. Pete Davidson has not a, specifically said yes; those are my text messages. But everybody's just sort of going along with the idea that they are. Uh, so, yeah,
9: actually, the the Pete the text came from uh, Pete Davidson's friend Dave Cyrus, who shared the text first.
5: Right, but but yeah. but what I'm saying is that Pete has not confirmed them. No, no, okay. correct, correct. So. Pete writes Kanye, and I don't know when this is from, but Pete writes Kanye, and he goes, Yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second to calm down? It's 8 a.m., and it don't got to be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing, and you're so effing lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore, and I'm done being quiet. Grow the f up. And then Kanye wrote... Uh, oh, you using profanity? Where are you right now? And then Pete replied, in bed with your wife, with a photo of himself, <laughs> lying in bed, taking his selfies with his tongue sticking out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have pointed out that if you look at Pete's shoulder, it looks like he's got a brand new Kim tattoo, where he has Kim tattooed on him.
2: Yeah. Kanye must have been flipping
5: And, and then, at Ka- that point. And then Kanye writes, happy to see you out of the hospital and rehab. And then Pete writes, same here. It's wonderful that those places do uh, when you get help. You should try it. I'm in L.A. for the day. And if you want to stop being a little Internet biatch boy and talk, uh, you don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so blank and embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. And then he says, Kanye says, uh, you're more than welcome to come to Sunday service. And Pete says, why don't we meet after Sunday service at Saints game? I'll be at the Beverly Hills Hilton. Uh, we can have food and talk it out of my room. Private one-on-one, man-to-man. Uh, what you're doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. And then Kanye just wrote, uh, if you want to see me come to Sunday service. And then Pete wrote other stuff. But what makes this interesting is, is when Pete sent Kanye that selfie in Kim's bed. Let's just say it's Kim's mm. bed. Don't you remember when the story was, and I know Frankie Grande and a lot of other people said that it wasn't true, but do you remember when the rumor was that Pete Davidson sent really awful things to Mac Miller after they broke up and he was yeah. with and he was with Ariana Grande? I don't remember that at oh, all. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah.
2: Because I was going to say, like, good for Pete Davidson for taking the high road on this and, like, trying to be level-headed, as level-headed, as he can be with Kanye and trying to calm the situation.
8: We always have to be in text because you never know when they'll get released.
5: I think Pete Davidson was being a total D-bag this whole time. I love it. (laughs) you love it for for pete Kanye's the worst i'm not no I, no they're I'm both so... bad but pete is no hero in this no, i no, didn't know but,
9: about that, all that mac miller ariana grande stuff neither did that but here's the thing Kanye west has been talking about antagonizing the man said he's gonna kill pete davidson in a yeah. video right but, uh, right but
5: what we don't know now is up until now we thought that pete davidson was sitting there doing nothing mm-hmm. okay now that you have a little bit of this
8: you of you what are when you when doing right out. now you don't know if these were from before that video well, well that's what that's before. what i'm saying
9: right exactly so Kanye West is out, um, you know, parading with other women with Julia Fox. He's doing all these sure. other things. So, so yeah. why? Where is a double standard? Well, so Kanye can do I, whatever he wants.
2: I don't think Pete Davidson. I think Pete Davidson was alone, lying in his own bed.
18: Yeah,
2: right. Sure, he was not next to Kim. Sure, and he did that because he knew the reaction he was going to yeah. get from Kanye West.
5: See, if Kanye was smart, he'd hook up with Ariana Grande. Oh,
6: oh no! Let's, let's not start that. <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
5: Pete Davidson, by the way, on March 23rd, he's going to space on Blue Origin. Also,
2: oh, the rumors
0: are so true. So the rumors
5: are true. It's uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Thank you, Maury. Uh, the 23rd, 9.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that uh, Shatner went up there. Michael Strahan went up there. And now uh, Pete Davidson is going with investor Marty Allen, Space Kids Global founder Sharon Hagel, her husband Mark Hagel, mm-hmm. University of North Carolina teacher Jim Kitchen, and commercial space technology. President, president, uh, Doctor George Neeld So do you think I guess. take uh, it
8: seriously, or is he going to do something silly? Up what do you there? mean,
5: take it seriously? Like, what's he going to do? Like, Open a window? There? No,
8: like <laughs> sit there quietly, or is he going to do something like, well, like punch one of the other Like smoke a in joint the, or, smoke or something? <laughs> he's not going to do that in a room. In a room with
5: oxygen, you think that the man's going to like bust out a lighter? <laughs> Bro, come on. Blow the whole thing up? No. What, what are you? Mad?
8: You'll see. You ever see what happens when you light <laughs> oxygen
5: on fire?
2: No. It's not good. You think he's going to like? try to moon everyone as he's leaving leaving
8: earth? Yeah, that he's sounds just, a little bit more believable.
5: P- press a ham up against a window? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that kind hey of guys, thing. Hey, guys, to say. The reason that they put, you know, Michael Strahan, William Shatner guys like Pete Davidson on these is so they get a little bit of press for uh, the civilians that are also on there and Bezos gets to look cool because he's got cool friends and stuff. So yeah, I'm sure that they think and are probably hoping and are probably orchestrating right now something fun for him to do or say but do I think he's going to whip pull his pants off and light a joint? No. <laughs> I think <laughs> It'll probably be something a tiny bit more reserved. <laughs> Come
6: on, man. Thanks for listening to the
0: Raz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS
6: 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.